What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this ish the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas, and you're in the Desert Storm bunker with every woman's fantasy, Mr. EWF, and the whole effing show, the Black Moses of this. You know who it is. It's CGAC God Allah. This is also the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Welcome to the best edutainment here on this platform. I know, as soon as you get in here, hit the like button, and we got a great show for you lined up today. Today's main event will be Steve Harvey in the second hour, in the second hour of today's show. We will discuss Steve Harvey aggressively, aggressively defending his wife, Marjorie, and laying out his entire story. Now, he doesn't have to do this, but he's been catching wreck, and he comes out swinging. Although, can you believe his story? We're going to talk about that. He says Marjorie is a good woman. And we're going to talk about good women today. Today, ladies, we're going to talk about good women. Yes, indeed. Shout out to the good women. We're going to give them a Hey, man, give all the good ladies a round of applause. Give all the good women. We appreciate the good women of the world. Yeah, we're going to give you your appreciation. We're going to give you your appreciation. We're going to be like, you all appreciate it. All right. Yeah, you all appreciate it. And our best Tupac. He says his wife is a good woman. Indeed. She different. She different. And so we're going to talk about that. It's going to be a fantastic show. Although, if we do catch any lies, we'll point them out. And particularly, there are a couple of things that are suspect that Steve Harvey's revealed. And uh, we're going to point those out. Other than that, we got Straggle and Sniggle Theater live coming up here in just a bit. We're also going to talk about what your future wife is doing. We're going to update you. We had a fantastic what your future wife was doing yesterday. All right, with that with that woman from running for a Senate seat. I think she was running for a House rep or a Senate seat down in Virginia or up in Virginia, up in to the right, up in Virginia, and she was out there doing PP prawn. She was out there being a throat goat. She liked to be choked. <laughs> All right, these future wives out here doing some crazy shit. All right, what else we got? We got, um, what does this mean? I don't even know what this is. All right. Um, anyway, we got some other great segments coming up. And we got blue chips all through the stream. All right, and if you don't know, the blue chip mindset has moved over to the Notorious CGA channel. Every now and then, we'll have an occasional stream, definitely towards the weekend. And we'll also have cut up videos like you normally like to watch normie content we'll be producing some evergreen normie content for the blue chip mindset it has moved over there so take your little fat finger and get it over there and subscribe to the notorious cga channel already have one video up but there'll be many many videos and some edits but i'm working on i'm working on my catalog at this particular point you guys know i got 10 or 12 channels on this platform, most of all of which are demonetized. All right. So, or they, they're qualifying for monetization. Ninja, Ninja, Ninja over here. They didn't got me good for about a year and a half, but we're working on all that. All right. Uh, we're working on all of that. So you'll see some changes going on here. We're doing some remodeling for the next month or two. We'll do some remodeling, but we'll get it all together. 
but Blue Chip Mindset is relocated over there. All right, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. To contribute to today's show, dollar sign the notorious CGA on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal is paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the notorious, wait, on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, and you can super chat on the notorious new, 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 new world order CGA channel. And without further ado, let's acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. All right. We got Albert Wesker says modern marriage equals defending wives 304 activity. Damn. All right. Because, because hotel everybody, hotel everybody, indeed, <laughs> hotel everybody. What happened to the honest hoes? There used to be a time. All right. MC Hamster says act like a husband, think like a simp. Damn, Steve Harvey catching wreck already. We ain't even let him defend himself yet. Set Sana, a fool defends the queen, but she has another king. And this might be true because there's 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 some things happening in the background. People believe there's some vicious, vicious rumors and in innuendo that we will repeat over here just for entertainment purposes only. We're gonna repeat them. But 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 this guy might be just King Ahab. King Ahab. Look it up. Daniel McGee says, leverage options, peace, quiet, and freedom. Shout out to you. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. No. Next call. Yeah, damn, Reverend X. Shout out to Embrace the Truth. This is formerly the Barry CEO. He says, great show as usual. Yesterday, your evening show should be on your locals. I've been rocking with you since 2018. One of my favorite streams was you rating the women in different regions of the United States. We might have that one of these days because you know what I mean? Yeah, we might bring that back because I was thinking about that. Roasting cities, race rating women on uh, uh, certain areas. You know, some of you guys are watching me from podunk cities like Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Indianapolis. You know, you guys are, you know, big little towns. You know what I mean? You guys are basically towns, but think your cities. We live in a big city. You know, when you live in a small town and you go to the big city, but you it's a podunk city. You're like, we're going into the city. I, I, I know people like this. They're like, we're going into Fort Collins. And they're coming from like Laramie. You're like, you're going to Fort Collins. They're excited. <laughs> They'd be like, we're excited. We're about to go to Fort Collins. Like, mm. damn. But I realize a lot of y'all, Oklahoma City, Choklahoma City, Columbus, Podunk Towns. Yep. And then just be like, we live in the big city. Columbus, Ohio is on the rise. Columbus, Ohio. It's <laughs> just be like Columbus, Ohio. Jesus. I mean, I would actually be like, damn, I'm waking up in Columbus, Ohio every day. Like, damn. <laughs> Look at all these snow cows. Every day waking up in Columbus, like, I'm in Columbus. All right, let me stop, man, because people are starting going to get mad at me. <laughs> all right. Yeah, dudes. Hey, Leo K says, if it takes two flights to get there, you live in a podunk town. Podunk. If it takes two flights. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're in a major city and you need two flights to get to your city, you live in a podunk town. Yeah. I don't care if you have an international airport. All right. I don't care if you, we have an international airport, the Columbus International Airport. Okay. Cincinnati doesn't even have an airport. Cincinnati doesn't even have an airport. Like, their airport is in Kentucky. I mean, 
But we're a big city. But anyway, I've been to all of your podunk towns, so don't don't start with me. All right, Columbus of Bakersfield. All right, what are we doing here? Hey, we're just having fun. I don't know, man. Let's get over to the Vimo Cash App and PayPal. All right, anyway. Yeah. All right, man, people are waking up today, man. This, did you already getting on us? All right, yes. All right, Ohio people are irate. The mistake next to the lake, Cleveland, Ohio. The mistake near the lake, I think they call it. The mistake near the lake, I think it is. Oh, isn't Steve Harvey from Ohio? He is from Ohio. All right, anyway. (laughs) All right, shout out to every podunk town in America. All right, anyway. (laughs) All the Ohio's mess. Yeah, all the Ohio's messed around. They messed around. All right, uh, shout out to who is this in here? Hakeem says, what's good, coach? I came across your channel. Towards the end of 2022, a bit late, but it's all good. I'm making my way through the Blue Chip Mindset series from scratch. He says, if you have a set, if you have to set a price, what would you charge for this invaluable information? This is a start. But I'll be sure to add more when I can. When I can. This information is gold. Yeah. Uh, free agent lifestyle for life. We're putting it all together. We're going to compile it. All right. But um, y'all getting me for cheap right now. Ninja, I'm out here hoeing. <laughs> right. I'm out here hoeing on YouTube. It's sad. I'm watching people pass me up. Ninja, y'all, y'all lucky, man. Just wait. Just give me another year. All right. I'm gonna return back to where I was at. All right, ninjas is passing me up. Ninjas getting bags bigger than me. I'm sitting here like, damn. YouTube slapped me on the wrist. They put me in jail. All right. Ninja out here got a hoe for this. But anyway. All right. I'm tired of being a broke YouTuber. I'm tired. <laughs> you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Uh, by the way, somebody's saying, ain't nothing in Vegas. You j- Listen, Vegas is not my home. Vegas is not my home. Don't put this. Listen, Vegas. Vegas is just a temporary start, stop. I had to get into the Desert Storm bunker. All right, I'm here to protect myself from the you-know-who. All right, new, so new, 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 new world Ve- Vegas is not my house. All right, don't be trying to put Vegas on me. All right, I ain't repping Vegas. I'm just, I just here to protect myself from the normies and shit. All right, I'm here, I'm trying to hide from the new, 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 new world. Order. All right, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I went underground. <laughs> All right, I went underground. So don't put Vegas on me, ninja. Ain't nothing in Vegas. You trying to talk about Columbus, Ohio, Vegas? I, I, I ain't from Vegas. I ain't from L.A. either. I'm not from L.A. All right. So, anyway. All right, but anyway. All right, but I get it. Hey, hey, listen, I don't even have a hometown anymore. I mean, my next stop, my next stop might not even be in the United States. My next stop is, is going to be probably the next place that I move will probably be either splitting time in another country or I'll move outright to the other country. That's my, neg- that's my next stop. All right, anyway. Shout out to Jamal says Steve Harvey is the next Will Smith. Instead of attacking Tasha K, he needs to just get the divorce. Damn. Shout out to you, man, on that one, Jamal. All right, but he won't get the divorce. You know why? Because he's like every corporate American male is that he defines himself by his marriage. His image is attached to that marriage. His image is attached to that marriage. So, yeah. 
That's that's why he won't get divorced. Like if he gets divorced, his image completely crumbles. So he has to go down with the ship. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. All right, Emmanuel says, here's an espresso for you, coach. I appreciate that. And I'm drinking. All right. You can buy me a drink with me. All right. What country am I going to next? I already have an idea where I'm going to split time. I'm going to just let you know. If you can, I don't even know yet, just so you know, but if you guys would guess what country am I going to go to um, if when I leave, when I split time from America, I'm going to just let you know, highly likely, if I split time in another country, all right, I'm going to just tell you right here, this will probably be my theme song for at least three to six months out of the year. This shit is going to be wild, Ninja. No, it's not going to be in Africa. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's probably going to be something that sounds like this. When I wake up in the morning, this is going to be my theme song. I'm going to just let you know. It's going to be nuts until I get rid. It's going to be mess. It's going to be a mess. Anyway. One stream a day. The rest of the day. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. No government name. Okay, hold on for a second. El Jefe says, Steve simply is a terrible role model for young men. Absolutely. Steve Harvey's a horrible role model. Horrible. I mean, for young men today, it's a horrible role model. I'm, I'm sad, though, but sad because I do admire his work ethic. He reminds me of myself on the work ethic, but I think we have two different reasons why we work. I work because I like it and I can, you know, give my life peace, quiet, and freedom. He works so he could keep up with that pricey. Never mind. He works. He works so he could keep up and keep that wife. This is all alleged. This is all alleged. Shout out to, oh, I will split time where there are Vikings too. Shout out to no government name SD says, I've been looking at the surrogate route. It's wild that you could have a baby by a healthy Brazilian for $55,000 and have total custody with no drama. Sounds better than having someone use your kids as leverage. A true key, Chico. Thank you, coach. It is something to look into. It is something to look into. And anybody that comes in here and say kids need two parents, Ninja, where are you at at Planned Parenthood? Where are you at at the family court? Where are you at when these single mamas use the kids against the father? Where are you guys at? You guys are true hypocrites. Like, you guys are true hypocrites. If you guys are going to say, well, a kid needs two mothers, they need a mom. They also need a dad. But you're not out here shouting these single mammies down, are you? All right, but anyway, shout out to No Government ABH in yesterday's stream. You joked about doing a call-in show, so we're holding you to it. Please bring it back. I said I would do it, but I won't be on the show, all right? There'll be another host. I'll be somewhere else, all right? So anyway, Macaroni Tony, you exposed the chat's proclivity, wait, proclivity towards red bones. You saved a ton of agents yesterday. And he says, um, from future emotional and financial damage. Yeah. Uh, black brothers, black brothers, they love you. Black brothers are weak for red bones. Weak. I don't know, man. Whatever that genetic mutation is, you know, you guys, I'm going to just break down biology. Most people, men or women of no matter what race, are, att are attracted to a genetic mutation. That is rare. 
That's what you're attracted to. Like, for instance, blue eyes. Blue eyes is a recessive genetic quality, which I believe is I'm correct. And then it is rare. And typically certain genetic mutations or recessive genes that are rare that appear, people are attracted to. Right. And um, thus blue eyed people, blonde hair people are rare. All right. They're the rarest color of hair of people across the world. Rare. But for some reason, we're attracted to it. All right. Um, light skin African-Americans, red hairs, redheads. These are all little genetic mutations. In fact, you could call them a, de- a defect, if you will. If you really want to break it down, it's a defect. <laughs> all right. But really, let's just qualify. It's a recessive gene trait or quality. Whatever that is, green eyes, blue eyes, blonde hair, red hairs, light skin, African-Americans, for some reason, blondes, for some reason, that becomes the, what people want. Now, there are some recessive traits that don't work out for people, like midgets, I mean, or dwarfs or little people. I don't know if that's a recessive trait. It might be just a defect. I'm not sure. But that one, there's some ninjas attracted to that, too. But there's some thirsty ninjas attracted to that. <laughs> but uh, what your is what it is is in your community, that is a rarer quality, rarer trait. And so then you become more attracted to it. But ninjas are straight weak for red bones. Weak. Weak, weak, weaklings. All right, so anyway. By the way, Europeans, Caucasians, they're rare. And for some reason, they elevate worldwide as a higher beauty standard. All right, now, not in every country, but they typically have the standard of beauty in Asia, certainly Western Hemisphere, all right? Um, even pale people, paler Latinas in certain countries have a, have a um, higher quality, right? Uh, India, paler people, less dark people, but they are actually less in, less in numerically. They're, le- they're less numerically in the world. There's less representation of them, but for some reason they get the, you see how that works? See how that works? It's, re- it's weird. Human beings are weird. We're weirdos. All right, so anyway. All right, and uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? Let's get into the show. How about we do that, and we'll start with Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's go. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride. Straggle and Sniggle Theater, let's get into it. Uh, we got our first straggle up right quick. Uh, his name is Kyle Lee Whitmore. Who says pimping is dead? All right, not I. Well, I did say it, but pimping ain't dead, apparently. California's college coach of the year charged with pimping women. Okay. Interesting. Kyle Lee Whitmore, age 39, was awarded track coach of the year during the 2021-2022 school year at Diablo Valley College. Well, there it is. Has been placed on administrative leave. Let's take you to this ninja. Uh-oh. What has he got going on here? Niggas always gotta show they he got a side hustle. Apparently, allegedly has a side hustle. Okay, it says right here, a dedicated California college faculty member and track coach is facing pimping and human traffic charges for allegedly forcing two women to prostitute themselves. Damn, who said pimping ain't easy? All right. My man out here coaching track and pimping on the side. Ninja got to, hey, man, you got to do what you got to do out here. All right, you got to, yo. 
He ain't pimping the Juco. What is going on here? We got to give him the old oh, humanity, man. Just all oh, the humanity. This nigga, what are you up to, sir? Are you pipping your Juco girls or your track girls? Damn, I should have I should have put in a few words. Whitmore serves as a tenured communication studies instructor at the school where he also coaches track. All right, it says right here he was arrested on September 7th after one woman reported her allegations to authorities at the Diablo Valley College in Contra Costa County, California. Prosecutor said on Tuesday, he also faces pandering and other charges. The Contra Costa County District Attorney said, after receiving the complaint from the first woman, investigators identified a second woman who made a second allegation, similar allegation. Prosecutors did not disclose the details of the alleged crime. He's been placed on administrative leave, and then they gave a statement. Who cares about all that? He was hired by the college in 2014 and won track coach of the year in the state during the 2021-2022 school year. And they said in a welcome back video, he says there are a lot of resources that you should know about. Oh, man. The pimping. He's sitting on the gold mine for show. She said, you sitting on the gold mine. There are a lot of resources that you should know about. Things like basic need programs, the food pantry, and if they need to come to do some computing in person, and if they need places to study and access tutoring, and if you ever are in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. If you ever need somebody to fix that bind and your rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Man, I listen. He like, let me put in a few words and let's check out the pimping of the year. Uh-oh, he pimping. Excellent. He pimping spectacularly. This is all alleged, by the way. This is all alleged. But uh, Ninja, I told you, man, the pimping going to get your ass a human trafficking charge. And you can ill afford human trafficking charges, man. They really, man. I wouldn't try to be out here pimping nobody. All right, because these hoes ain't loyal at all. Remember, we was talking about honest hoes. There ain't no honest hoes no more. Meaning, like, they'll tell on you, squeal on you, turn into pimping. Right? He like, look, girl, you run your 40, you run your 40-yard dash, you run your 100 meters, and then get on the webcam. All right, get on the webcam and do your job since you in the bind. If you ain't no scholarship athlete, get out there. I know you broke. I know you broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. I do want to pull up the the, the uh, track athletes at the uh, Diablo Community College here. Let me see if I can pull up what what might be offered on the offer sheet here. Diablo, uh, Diablo Community College track team. That's definitely the JUCO. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull up the roster real quick. Uh-oh. Oh, we didn't got the roster up. Okay, hold up for a second. Uh, you know, just just for research purposes only. Uh, let's see what's on the let's see what's on the menu. Okay, here we go right there. Okay, all right. We don't want none of them ninjas. Okay. Oh, here we go. Right. Uh oh, we got them. Oh, okay. Oh man, mm. it's a couple strags up there too. But uh, hold on, let's get let's see what's on the menu. Let's peep the menu real quick. All right. Okay. Um. Jesus, boy, slim pickings. All right. Where's this is, this is, there might be two in there, maybe three, maybe another a three and a half I can fix as a bind. Mm. All right. We know what's on the menu. <laughs> All 
Okay. Oh, boy. It's Jay, man. His roster ain't, you know, most people's roster ain't that good anyway. Let's get to the next. Wait a minute. Let me get this up right here. That's what he said. All right. Let's see here. Put it up there. Oh, that's doom and gloom. I don't want that. I want a straggle at Sinigal Theater. All right. So, uh, straggle at Sinigal Theater up here. We Our next story is a Euclid police. The Euclid police. Is this Ohio? Yes, it is. Releases video of Labor Day shooting on Miller Avenue. All right. The East 99 is lit. Let's go ahead and hear what she got to say. A friend were shot multiple times. Police saying the incident appears to be an act of self-defense. Danielle Wiggins has the story. Turn around. Get on your knees. New body camera footage from Euclid police shows officers shouting at Isaiah Clater to drop to his knees. According to police reports, Clater called officers after hearing two people banging on his door on Miller Avenue. They were mad at this guy. I think they busted the door in and were going to threaten him at gunpoint. He fired in self-defense. You guys hit? The suspects, identified as the mother of Clater's child, Deja Wilder, and her boyfriend, Jediah Walker, left the scene in a gray Dodge Challenger after being shot. Police say they dropped their gun in the street as they fled, with police recovering it. Why are you shot? Officers found Wilder and Walker at the intersection of East 222nd Street and Miller Avenue before 11 p.m. Labor Day night. All right, so what it was was this sounds like death by simp. All right, so <laughs> yeah, they're saying it's a case of self-defense. And what it sounds like, baby mama drama, she brought the new boyfriend up to the crib, and he brought the jammy. They knocked on the door, and all of a sudden, skeet up. Pop, pop, cop, cop, cop. Skitty keep pop, pop. And a boom, 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 boom. All right, so a baby mama terrorist got her new boyfriend clapped. <laughs> the East 99 is where you find me slinging that yay yo baby Cleveland is the city where we come from so run run alright skinny pop 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 hey ninja hey man man I want you to, this is this is why I do this alright this is why I do this alright police rolled up like who shot you separate the weak from the obsolete hard to creep in Brooklyn streets this on ninja F all that bickering beef I can hear sweat trickling down your cheek. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch feet. Thundering, shaking the concrete. Mm. All right, look. Hey, man, look, I'm, be, I'm trying to save you men. If a woman says, let's go to my baby daddy, Debbie daddy house and tell him a lesson and you bring the jammy. <laughs> mm. Skitty pop, pop, pop. And a boom, boom, brr, boom. Hey, hey, they got what they deserve. Never be this guy. I'm saving lives out here. I'm saving lives. Do not go where a baby mama terrorist tell you to go. Look at this ninja out here on the street. Leaking. All right, let's play the story again. Let's play it again. I think this guy's going to get away with this. I think he's going to get away with this. All right, look at Ling Ling. Shot multiple times. Police saying the incident appears to be an act of self-defense. Danielle Wiggins has the story. Turn around. Get on your knees. New body camera footage from Euclid police shows officers shouting at Isaiah Clater to drop to his knees. According to police reports, Clater called officers after hearing two people banging on his door on Miller Avenue. They were mad at this guy. I think they busted the door in and were going to threaten him at gunpoint. He they, they came to the crib. All right. They tried to kick in the door, waving the fofo. And then all they heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. <laughs> and 
man, these straggles, dude, these straggles to get your ass shot out here. Unbelievable. They tried to come with the game. Didn't they warn him? I'm, they should have warned him that the boyfriend, I mean, the baby daddy got a gat. He fired in self-defense. You guys hit? The suspects, identified as the mother of Clater's child, Deja Wilder, and her boyfriend, Jediah Walker, <laughs> left the scene in a gray Dodge Challenger. Of course, it's a Dodge Challenger. Came up in the Pookie Mobile. After being shot, police say they dropped their gun in the street as they fled, Jesus. with police recovering it. Why are you shot? <laughs> Why are you shot? Look at these ninjas. <laughs> oh, no. Look at this ninja. He rethinking. He rethinking this. Next time she say something, he going to be like, I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. They got what they deserve. They got what they deserve. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I hope they didn't die. But listen, man, st play stupid games, win stupid prizes. You let a woman gas you up and you're going to go to some man's door with a firearm. You deserve to get your ass shot up. All right. You deserve to. Gentlemen, do not fall for this trick. Women will get your ass shot up and be out back with the dude that shot you. Getting her peace leave dashed in. All right. So uh, let's get back to this one. Straggle and Snickle Theater. You ever deal with. You ever deal with uh, dirty car women and dirty house women? These eh, ladies are showing themselves on the Internet. All right. So there is an idea that men are dirty, men are nasty. And certainly you can find men being dirty, nasty and funky. But these women are now going on the Internet showing how classless piece of trash they are. Like, look. All right. You got a flat back. So you got you got. Well, you got a you got a master splinter here. And she made sure to do her makeup for the video. Clean my car with me after one year. I mean, this is, we live in, seven deadly sins is real. Okay, let's hear what she got to say. Look at this nasty piece of sum of All right, here we go. Actually, it's not just my house that's messy. It's my whole life. I haven't cleaned my car in about one year. It's gotten to the point where you can't even see the floor anymore. There's drinks that are growing mold on them. So much clothes, it would fill a closet. And a great controversy book. For whatever reason. I started separating all the clothes, the trash, and all of the water bottles. And the amount of coffee cups I had in here, I was really wondering where they all went. Now, you might be wondering, why haven't you cleaned your car in a year? Honestly, ever since my baby was born, I've just been in a postpartum depression. Oh, jeez. We're going to talk about why women play the victim. We have a lady here. I think in this is today's show or in tomorrow, uh, the, the evening service. So reason why she didn't clean her car is because she's in a postpartum depression. All right. Sad. Sad. Imagine being married to this woman. It says hashtag mom life. I tell you, gentlemen, for men who want to have children, listen to me and listen to me. Good. If you want to have children, you're going to deal with this postpartum depression shit. Like the woman that you have children with is they're going to change and you're going to be blamed for everything. Now she's blaming her dirty habits on having kids. Why she hasn't cleaned her car and have mold growing on food in the car because she has postpartum depression. The women will never take accountability at all. I mean, you can't go to a car wash. You can't clean out your car because you got a, you had a baby. She said this, by the way, I did not. I, she said this, but she, guys, they're proving everything that I tell you, right? This is why I show these things because people share them. I show it just to back up my case. What are you talking about? No, I'm telling you guys, it's going to be the weirdest shit you ever seen. 
All right. This is crazy. All right. But it didn't stop her from getting a tattoo on her wrist. No, it didn't, did it? All right. And Ninja's still going to hit this. Oh, by the way, if your car looks like this, I can only imagine what your maintenance of your anatomy looks like. I'm pretty sure that's pretty disastrous, too. Let's continue. But I am starting to feel like myself again. That is why I'm getting my shit together. I filled up two trash bags full of just trash. And then I saw this man walking by and I asked him if he wanted the cans out of my car. He did want them. And I gave him some more out of my garage. Too. These are all the cups that were inside my car. Looks like I'm going to have to do more dishes. And after I got the floors cleaned and all the. Wait a minute. That that child looks way older than a year old. All right. Didn't even have a car seat. Drunk out. I went to go get my car washed. Now this might shock you, but I've only washed this car one time since I've had it's it. It's been about four to five years. This car wash had a self-serve vacuum. So of course, I vacuumed all the shit off my floors. They were so bad. But it took me about 10 minutes to do. This is how it looks now, except it's still dirty right here. Remember when we, hold up. Remember when we tell you, okay? Remember when I tell you, women live life on the edge. Like they, they get by, they could, they'll be doing the bare minimum. And then when they do it, they want some damn, they want a Scooby snack. They're like, I paid three bills. I washed my car. I cleaned my house. And you're like, okay, I mean, congratulations. You're an adult. And by the way, that car is probably, dude, there's been no maintenance. So her, her tags are not registered more than likely. The check engine light is on probably. She does not gotten the oil change on that vehicle. Them tires are race leaks. That bumper probably dragging. I mean, that is just the beginning. The car quality, the quality of the car on the inside is just the beginning. Most of what you see of women on the is on the outside. You never see their insides. If you actually saw their insides, you would be like chaotic as hell. And of course, I blame I had poor spot on depression. By the way, did you see the child get in the car? That child was way older than a year. Now, you know, that might have been her second child. But, um, dude, imagine living with this sloth. Oh, what, what does the inside of the house look like? Let's take a look. She actually recorded what the inside of the house looks like. So, again, I'm proving my point. The, the quality of the car is just one telltale sign. She actually now has going to show her what her house looks like. Morning as a lazy stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Jesus. Another morning in my lazy mom life. Bunch of people were wondering how I go to bed with my house looking this messy or leaving food out overnight. Answer is so simple. I just close my fucking eyes and go to sleep. I start off every morning by cleaning up dinner from last night. Yes, I fed my kids pizza again. Bad mom of the year. Next, I move on to my living room, where I usually find more leftover food and crumbs. And I did find an ant today. Die! Since a bunch of you think that I'm lying about having bugs or little ratatouilles, to note that if I did have them, I would put them in my videos. Because I'm disgusting and I don't care. I am here to normalize this kind of stuff. And even if some of you think that this isn't normal, to some of us, this is normal. This is my normal. I am a lazy stay-at-home mom. But just because I'm lazy doesn't mean that I don't do shit all day. I just do other shit, like go to the park with my kids. And yes, I could do cleaning still, but Again, I call myself lazy for a reason. Here's another. <sighs> man, just. Man, I tell you, man, we down bad out here. We down bad. Where's the dad? Well, she's a stay-at-home mom, so I'm assuming she's married. But I'm sure the dad, does, he's either a disgusting human being or has to come back to this. 
He has to come back to this. And if he says something, she's going to snap. And they're so proud of this. Look at this. Look at this, man. <laughs> and they don't give a damn either. You can tell me whatever. I don't care. That's what her video said, essentially. I do other things. I'm lazy. I don't care. I'm a sloth. I'm nasty. We have rats and roaches. Who cares? Leaving food out. Ninja's still going to fold this shit up like a love letter from the second grade, too. All right? And put mad babies in her. And then when she act accordingly, you're going to see what it is. Unbelievable, man. People are out here really disgusting. This also indicates class, right? We were talking about class yesterday. I'm educating you. Class is very important. I'm an a straight I'm a straight up elitist when it comes to shit like this, right? I'm an elitist. When it comes to stuff like that, I don't even want to associate with people like this. All right, I'll be looking at you like with my nose in the air like, "Oh my, no, 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 no." Class is vital. Vitally important. All right, we do have another person. I don't sure I don't know who this video is. Apparently, he says he pulled up, he says never pulling up on a Twitter hoe again. All right, never pulling up on a Twitter hoe again. This is a guy that allegedly says he's going to a girl that house that he met on Twitter. All right, or so this is a woman's house that the allegations is that this is the house of a woman that he pulled up on. All right, and as you can see, they're up, dino chicken nuggets, not a surprise. Look at that, empty refrigerator with, with, with their food still in the pans. All right, food still in the pans. The door's been kicked in. There's probably dog shit on the carpet. All right, here we go right here. Oh, they're going to, uh-oh, socks and slides. So you already know he got caught. There's no volume, by the way. There's no volume, no volume. There's the toilet. There's the toilet, bugs in it. Ay, 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 people are really living down bad. All right, an empty bucket. Okay, that bucket probably has the roof damage, raindrops in them. Look at the garbage, over, overflowing. All right, let's see again. He's going back to the refrigerator. No, yep. All right, he must have got caught recording, so he's doubling back. All right, so this is allegedly up there. Oh, and she's laying on the floor. Did you see that? Somebody's laying on the floor right there. Oh, look at that. And there's stuff all on this couch. Look at this. This is, this is despicable. Despic if, if your place, your pl if you're living like this, I can only imagine how you take care of your hygiene. People are disgusting. I swear to God, these straggles and sniggles. Absolutely disgusting. All right, dating coaches, Max, PUAs, are you ready? Yes, you better be ready. Y'all ready for this? All right, let's get into this guy right here. He's going to tell you guys how to shoot your shot. How to shoot your shot. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this guy right here. Oh, he's got his hat on backwards. That really tells me he's, a, he's, a, he's winning out here. All right, here we go. Before I went to bed last night, I put up 100 shots. Nothing crazy either, just routine, working on my craft, trying to get better. I get these shots up at night because it's easy. Number one, I'm not even worried about a reply. And I'm focused on my form because that's what matters the most. Not if you make them. Who cares how many shots I make? It's more about, am I taking good shots? A lot of y'all have this mindset where you shoot one or two times and then you stop shooting. I shoot three shots in three seconds. I get these shots off so quick, it's like defenders don't even have time. And I see y'all's comments, oh, aren't you afraid you're gonna miss? Let me tell y'all something. There's no such thing as a missed shot, okay? You either make the bucket or you learn. If I'm learning what I did wrong, 
I'm not missing, I'm gaining. You think I wanna shoot all these shots? No, I don't do it for personal reasons. I do it because I wanna get better. I literally have a girl. I could be chilling with her, but I'm still in the gym, getting up shots every day because I have love for the game. That's passion. And you know what the best part is? You wake up and you realize you hit a few. As long as I make one, I feel like I'm shooting 100%. Yeah, we done out here. We done out here. We done. And look at the um look at this right here. I want to show y'all something. Even they know. Put this energy into a job application, bro. If you actually this is the whole definition of the free agent lifestyle. This is the whole definition of, of the, money, the money mindset and the blue chip mindset. This is the whole definition of outwitting the devil. Because even they know, put this energy into a job application. Even people know that this shit is sad. As a young man, I know, man, I get it. I know. I, listen, I, I'm not young anymore. I get it. I'm an old head. I ain't got the mouthpiece or the riz. I know. It seems like that. It seems like you winning. Ninja, you ain't winning. Everybody knows how pathetic. Dude, the comment section is littered with this ninja is pathetic. Somebody says 100% will hire on the spot for my, what, sales team. There you go right there. So it says right here, all right, it says right here, a lot of this right here, what he's doing, is wasted energy. And even he says, if I get one win out of 100 losses, I won. Ninja. When I tell you your, this is, wait a minute. I know because Ninja's going to be saying there's no more blue chip mindset. Here, here, here's a blue chip for you. Here's a blue chip. A one out of 100 is not a win. This is wasted energy. If you actually improve the quality of your life, this would actually be way more successful for you. I, I'm, I know. I know. I'm not get. I'm just giving you life advice. Because your do-rag has holes in him. I could tell you on some broke ninja shit. And this is going to catch up to you. And these are going to be L's. And yes, you do pay. And your do pay. Because I could tell your do-rag is all jacked up. Ninja, you ain't got a mini uh, two nickels to rub together. Right? And you won't. Because you're missing out on compound interest right now. You're missing out on laying down compound interest, which could be the difference between $2 million when you're 60 and $0. This is all going to cost you sixty dollars to $100,000. It is. If you slip up and you find the wrong one, the likelihood that you will is high because you're batting at one out of 100. Eventually, one of these skiers is going to get your ass caught up. All right. So I know this seems like, oh, man, yeah, okay, I'll do this. And by the way, this is not shooting your shot. I, I, I'm assuming this is Snapchat or Instagram. Ninja, I don't even check my DMs, so I don't even know. All right, so looks like Instagram DMs. All right, so um, look, sit, sit, sit. Oh, my God. Priorities are out of whack. This is not impressive at all. I know a lot of guys think that this is impressive. All right. I got the mouthpiece. I shoot my shot. This is not impressive. This is starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. It's a waste of energy, guys. And the sooner you find out, the better you'll be able to turn this tide and get leverage and options so you don't even have to do this. You won't even have to do this at all. But anyway, mouthpiece ninja. All right, mouthpiece ninja. Shout out to y'all. Uh, remember when I told you it's a low-quality activity? 
Case in point, Exhibit A. And he's shooting shots at all of these girls. These girls, obviously, I'm looking at the quality of these girls, and they look like Instagram thotties. All right, they're good-looking girls, uh, young, fresh, and clean. Probably not clean, but young and fresh. Probably not even fresh. They're just young. And he's going to get one out of 100. And the fattest, chunkiest one is going to throw herself at, and then he done it, think he won. All right, but um, <laughs> this is low-frequency, low-quality activity. Just letting you know. But if he actually applied this to other areas of his life, he would realize he doesn't have to do that. All right. But anyway, shout out to Casanova. All right. Let's get into that. That is going to be Straggle and Sniggle for the day. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five stick. You can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Shout out to y'all brothers here. We're going to get back to the earlier contributors to the day show, and we're going to talk about we're going to give you a blue chip. Can you afford your friends? Can you afford your friends? Let's get over to the cash app and then we'll give you some love real quick. Shout out to Rob in the building. Final divorce and you finalize your divorce after four years of court actions and two years of marriage. Listen, listen, gentlemen. Listen, gentlemen. He had a four-year divorce process, and he was only married for two years. Wow. The shit is real out here. The shit is real. I know people think, oh, you just don't. This is not a game. <laughs> this is not a game. Congratulations mm -hmm. to you. You're going to feel like a new man. I hope. It sounds like you had children, too. Did you have children? You can let us know there. Four years of a divorce process. Dude, that is like cancer. It's like cancer. Shout out to, uh, let's see here, Mr. Big Deal. Davis is in the building. Shout out to you over there on the Cash App. Appreciate you, my brother. Divorce Corp is real. And uh, guys, that's another waste of time and energy, by the way, because you're going to put a lot of thought in it. And the thought you're going to put into to this, you could build the business. You could build a business on the time you spend plotting, investing, paying lawyers, you could have built a business that could have turned you into a millionaire with the, with the fighting in the courts. Now, if he has children, that fight's going to continue, right? That's going to continue until those children turn 18 because she's already demonstrating that she's an unruly, miserable, rotten bastard, all right? That's what she's uh, proving. So she's not going to change just because the divorce is over. She's going to continue that miserable activity and as if she's entitled to something. So here's the deal. Be prepared for that. But all of that activity, all of that thinking and plotting and defending and paperwork and all of that, meeting with lawyers, you could have built a business and been a millionaire. <laughs> that's, that's how big the game is. That's how big the game is. That's how big of a deal this is. All right, because, you know, even when, when you don't have nothing coming up, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about what you're going to say. You're thinking about what you need to do, what you need to prove, what paperwork you need to pull up. Four-year divorce, two-year marriage. It's crazy. All right. Shout out to no government name. He says, I'm ready to go next June in 2024. I'll move to your neighborhood. Let's go. Keep my info. He says, I'm thinking Brazil or South Korea or Vietnam for a bit. Yeah, man, uh, you know, some of those places, I, I'm going to go visit all of them before I get my, 
I get my chance to plunk down on what I'm doing here. I'm ready to go. But I still got a couple of years before I make that move. Dark Side Foundation, CGA, I'm sorry for being absent. I got laid off my job recently. He says, if I didn't have one year's of savings and contract work, I don't think I would have taken the news as calmly as I did. I have two interviews coming up. Wish me luck. Shout out to you. And uh, listen to this. There's another blue chip for the people who are mad right there. Listen to it. We tell you to stack that emergency fund. We tell you about the four bank accounts that you need. This is all on the money mindset. We tell you how to structure those bank accounts. We tell you how to get your savings stacked up. We also tell you how to make sure you have other contract work, other oars in the water. Like these things beat the hell out of chasing women. By the way, women will notice this hustle. And you will look at this, and when you have these things in order, you find yourself less thirsty. You're less thirsty. I'm just letting you know. People don't understand it, but I teach you how to live your life in reverse. But it's not reverse. It's actually appropriately. But what what other people teach you is how to live your life and waste about 10, 15 years of your life. About 10, 15 years. All right? Black men, listen up to me. This is very vital for you. You're wasting 10 or 15 years. I think on the last Money Mindset stream, we talked about this on Sundays. We talked about how uh, brothers, maybe this was on the last blue chip. Black men typically start their life like at 40 where other people have started at 18, <laughs> right? They had all this information at 18, 19, and 20. We get all this information and finally figure it out once we get off child support at 44. Some of y'all need to just get off on child support at 68. And then you go, oh, I figured it out. <laughs> I know what to do now and it's too late remember here's another blue chip this life is your only life this is your only life I just want to remind you today by the way you guys are lucky here's another blue chip here's another blue chip you guys are lucky to live here all right this is you lucky you were the sperm that won just realize I have to give this inspirational talk. You were the sperm that populated the egg. You were the one that got in the egg. Not only how that, that, that those odds are uh, crazy odds because you beat millions of other sperm. Not only that, you lucky your dad didn't jerk you off on a napkin or a sock. Because that night that could have happened and you could have been consumed by the oxygen and just dried out on a sock. Number three, you're lucky your mama opened her legs to your daddy that night. Number four, you're lucky you didn't end up on the end of a condom. Number five, you're lucky your dad didn't pull out. All right, just think of, the, just, not only that, you're lucky you survived nine to ten months in the womb. And you're lucky you ain't, your mama didn't lose track of you and lose you or sell you. Not only that, you're lucky you were born in America, most of you. Because if you weren't, you'd be out somewhere in a village somewhere with dirty feet. <laughs> All right. So the odds of you being here and you're lucky your mama didn't terminate the pregnancy. And you lucky you survived iron gut eating that government cheese. <laughs> you lucky you didn't end up in the back of your mama's esophagus. I'm telling you, man, the odds that you're here are tremendous, splendiferous. Right? The odds that you're here is a miracle. You're a damn walking miracle. And then you got the nerve to be out here complaining. 
about life. Oh, woe is me. Ninja, you a miracle. Now, there's other things here. This is the life. This is the life that, and by the way, you're lucky to be healthy. Dude, you got all of your appendages, all of your little fingers. You can macro, micro touch. You get eyes. You're not born with a defect. Most of you are pretty healthy, considerably, considerably healthy. What? You're blessed. You're a miracle. You're a miracle, <laughs> right? Just being here. But you guys are taking it for granted. What you do is piss away your life for 10, 20, 30 years doing bullshit. Then figure it out as if you're going to come back with the knowledge and start over at year zero. Okay. Okay. As if you're going to come back and start life over with all the knowledge. Now I know. Ninja, you running out of time. <laughs> Develop a sense of urgency. Let's get to it. Chop, chop, ninja. Chop, chop. Let's get to life, ninja. All right, come on, man. Y'all sitting around here waiting on life to just, oh, I get it, and you're going to get reset the time. Uh, <laughs> all right, anyway. But most of y'all have to do this. Brian McKinney just said it. Most of y'all are dumber than a box of rocks, so I can understand why you mad. Listen, you're lucky to be here, but being stupid, yeah, I'm just letting you know. Or being a normie, being a normie. That was your blue chips for the day. <laughs> that was your blue chips. You could, oh, but by the way, you're also lucky to be born in this day and age, right? With all this technology, you could have been born in the Victorian age. You could have been born in Transylvania in a castle. You could have been born in the Dark Ages. You could have been born during slavery. You could have been born, and ninjas are complaining, this is the worst time, even worse than slavery. Man, you could have been born as a slave of any race slave. Are you serious? <laughs> we won. We won life, man. We won life for right now. We got electricity, internet. Yo, grandpapa, dude, we can see naked women. It just I could go on my phone and see naked women doing getting their insides put through esophagus. Do you realize how special that is? Do you realize what your great-great-grandfather had to do to go see a naked woman? <laughs> do you realize what your great-great-grandfather had to do to see a naked woman? He did see one at least because you're here. What did he have to do? He probably had to fight a war. He probably had to wait. He, there probably were 50 women in the entire town. There were no mega metropolises. There weren't 8 million people walking outside. There were like 50 women. He was like, boy, I would give anything to see that woman naked. <laughs> right? He had to marry the woman. Or he had to be picked as a breeder. He had to climb in a tree with binoculars. He had to go to the peep show. He had to go on World War II. World War I. He had to risk his life and limb going to Vietnam. And catch an Agent Orange to see one naked woman. Stop. And you, <laughs> you just call it up right here. Oh, yeah, let me see here. All right, okay. Pogs. Barely legal. Blackies. Black on white. White on black. He had to get in a boat. 
He had to get in a boat. Somebody said, what binoculars? No, not even binoculars. He had to get in a boat and set sail on a three-hour tour. He had to imagine. He had to imagine what a woman looked like. <laughs> Jesus. He had to sail the seven seas to get one piece of punani steak on his finger. He had to he had to blaze a trail and go see Pocahontas and little Native American girls and fight off Native Americans. <laughs> right. Or he had to per- listen, listen. It's it's crazy. That was your blue chips for the day, man. Don't say I ain't never gave you nothing. He had to enslave people. He had to be the slave. Imagine during slavery, they were like, I would love to get some Punani. But you were like the run of the litter. They were like, nah, we can't have you breed. But there's a ninja just breeding slaves. Just he roar. He busting us. That's his only job. He's falling asleep. All right, wake up, champ. Here's another one. He like, damn. All right, here we go. All you down there, you picking cotton, listening to him. Roar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you sit there like, I love one piece, but I'm out here picking cotton. You watching him. He bringing another girl in. All right, breathe this one. Just. <laughs> then you wake up. You see the, uh, you see the uh, slave master's wife in there. He just tearing it up. You like, damn. <laughs> Perhaps I could get me a couple of them. You ain't got no panani your entire life. Mandingo in there. Come on, champ. All right, here we go. You got another one here. We got a new one. We bought her. We bought her here in Philadelphia. She's now in South Carolina. Come on, champ. Wake her up here. so talk about the 80 20 rule that would be miserable just living that existence you're like "Mm." ninja's like i'll take that job ninja they know they know who go they you can't apply for this job they actually they actually made this guy they were like oh here we go we gonna hit he the breeder 12 years of virgin (laughs) this crazy it's crazy Somebody said, this is dark. I'm telling you, this this is the life you guys complain about. You could have had that life. All right, wake up, champ. Here we go. We got a new one in. And then the slave master daughter, the slave master wife tipping in because she's seeing the whole process. She's like, damn, I want a piece of that too. Hand selected, bought. Let me show you how they. Let me show you how they do it. Hold on for a second. This is a blue chip. Let me see here. <laughs> if I, I'm gonna pull it up. Ah, uh, let's see if I can pull it up here. All right, they don't want y'all to know. <laughs> oh, look! I wonder if I can show this on YouTube. Here we go. This how they used to do. They used to be like, hold on, let me make sure there ain't nothing in the scene that I can't show. There ain't nothing in the scene I can't show. Let me make sure, because this is uh, what you guys don't know. This is how it used to be. Let's pull it up. This is how it used to be. 
So he show up. Look at her. She's showing up. She like, there he is. There's our champ. There's our breeder. I ninja standing there, six foot four, 250 pounds of chisel, rock, and stone. She's like, what's going on? All right, here we go right here. Oh, he's a good one. I'll take him home. That's the one. I'll take him home. Yep, that, yep, 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 yep. He'll do. And she like, I'll get my service in too. That's how mulatto babies be around. I'm telling you, man. But you complaining out here. All right, anyway. He's the one. Let's go, champ. You got some work to do. <laughs> what a world, man. We lived in a crazy evil world. Yes, it's an evil world we live in. Here we go. It's an evil world we live in. You know, she getting her rounds in, too. She was like, I need you to, you see those little girls out there? I need you to get them. And them girls was like 14. I need you to put them, yeah, get them right there. And then after you done with them, come on up. Mm. Working. And then he had to fight and all of that. Beat people up. Yeah, that was Ken Norton. Heavyweight, former heavyweight champion of the world. Let's get into these super chats. And stop playing around here. I'm trying to wake these dudes up for what's going on in this world. What are we doing here? JC says, Coach, I've been up all night trying to find the Virginia woman's content. Is this still behind the PP wall? Shout out to Minneapolis. All right, I didn't do any research, so I don't even know. All right, Rational Rationality says, Ninjas join the dark side. Be the beast, not the beta. Shout out to you and shout out to the dark side in the building. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Superman, says the Simp Harvey Show. Indeed. All right, what do we got? Mimit the second says CRP is being deleted by uh, the UKR government. CRP? What is that? Crypto? I'm not sure what that is. Justin O with the co-sponsorship. All right, he says, uh, someone approached me at work, Kanye's people, and we started having a blue chip conversation, told him I was working to retire at 45. He heard my plan and offered me a bag. Now I'm looking for a Juco to take to the country club. And yes, and selected style. All right, look at my brother moving up in the world. I know people are like, yo, that's a ninjas don't like that. <laughs> they don't like that. All right, yeah, they don't like that. They're like, you're cheating the system. You're tricking. That's how it all works. I know. They didn't tell you that. Hugon Jin says, Coach, I've made, I've made that drive many times when I used to have a JUCO in Laramie. Fort Carl Collins is nice compared to every city in Wyoming. Absolutely true. All right, all right. Every, even the largest city in Wyoming is small. I mean, it's very small. Like 15 miles an hour in the school limit, small. If your town slows down to 15 miles an hour in the school limit, you live in a podunk town. And in Los Angeles, that should be like 25, 30. <laughs> right. But people be crawling, fam. I was in a town one time, drove through the school zone. I was like blown away. I was like crawling. <laughs> All right. So, oh, Coach Red Pill. It says, oh, okay. Coach Red Pill's being deleted. Oh, man, what a, what a world he's living in. He took a risk. Sometimes you got to uh, really know what your risk assessment is. Shout out to Coach Red Pill. So is he getting caught up again? 
Yeah, and if you go one mile above that 15, whoop. <laughs> All right, Tate. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Pulling your ass over. All right, Al, uh, Alvaro Nato says Switzerland is nothing but flatbacks, no headaches. Ninja, that would be crazy for me. That would be crazy. I would go crazy over there. Anyway. AC, Steve's wife is soon to be Mrs. Halfy. All right, is that the last name of the bodyguard? The war more coach, I swear, I've had it with these simps and these booty-whipped men. Steve Harvey has to go. But remember, there's always someone that has to learn a lesson the hard way. He also says you have you only have one life. You actually you actually have one. You only have one life. You actually have one. Yes, indeed. Wheeland says it's depression's fault, coach. It's depression's fault. Yes. Yeah. Nope. It's depression's fault. Catfish says, new member, welcome to the dark side. And we got barbecue. It's barbecue in there. Last one, Aceto Rusko says, it's infuriating at times, Coach. I always say, when has it been good to be a ninja in the world other than this modern age of ours, but still complaints? Send it. Yes, man, it's sad. Yeah, I just think, you know, I mean, we've had people do this philosophy, philosophizing Telling people, motivating them, inspiring, inspiring them, inspiring them too. And yet people still will sit on their ass. I mean, I know I'm going to probably get people who disagree with me. But remember, I'm the great Coach Alini. Always remember, I'm not here for morality. I'm the great Coach Alini. There's a reason why there's slavery. I know. I'm not talking about black slavery, chattel slavery. I'm not talking about the peculiar institution. I'm not talking about the antebellum society. I'm talking about worldwide slavery. There's a reason why. There's a reason why. There's a reason why people get caught in forced labor. Because ninjas ain't want to do shit. (laughs) That's what they want to do. I tell you, I have a philosophy, and this is true. Most men would do absolutely nothing if it weren't for women. And I believe this. Now, it is general. It doesn't apply to all men. Like myself, I don't do it for that per se. But let's just take men under the age of the healthy age, the bigger age of 25 and 30. Most men wouldn't do, guys, and I know don't lie to me. Most men still ain't doing shit today. Don't don't lie to me. Most men wouldn't do nothing. They would just sit around. Now, the reason we do shit, mostly our early motivation is women. And people figure that out. (laughs) People figure that out. So they had to be like, all right. (laughs) They had to be like, all right, y'all get to work right now. Round them up, round them up. It's true. Most men's greatest motivation was women. (laughs) that was your greatest motivation I do this hoes are gonna like me they would that was your greatest motivation if I get a nice car and how did you get the car you had to work or hustle or steal something or sell if I become a rapper (laughs) if I become a rapper maybe women will like me If I pick up this guitar and strum it and I say, smells like teen spirit, women will like me. If I write this poem 
if I paint this picture, if I build this castle, you see what I mean? If I kill this man in war, if I win this war, if I beat up this guy, if I dunk this basketball, <laughs> right? If I run faster, if I juke this man, the women in the stands are going to go crazy. I'm just telling you, it's, it's the earliest form of motivation. Now, if men were giving this, like if you were just had women that had the same sex drive as us, as you're seeing now, women are doing this. Does it motivate you anymore? No, these women out here hoeing and you just sitting back like, oh, but, th- but the problem is they're only picking certain guys. This is why you don't want women being the ones picking because then a whole bunch of ninjas going to be left out. If I get this job, if I put my income up, if I put rims on my car, most of it was because women. Almost everything that has been accomplished has been because brother wanted to put himself in a better position. If I cut my hair, if I wear my hair this way, if I put on these clothes, if I, I'm telling you, yep, if I get these kicks, it, it's, 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 the, it's the best source out here. It's the, it's the greatest source and greatest source of motivation there is. Now, at some point that it doesn't become true, you'll figure out how to, remember there's the story of the monkeys that we showed you where the monkeys learned that if they, they were giving resources to buy food, they spend it on prostituting uh, uh, female monkeys. They just figured after a while, they were like, okay, I do this. I got money for it. Instead of buying bananas, they bought peace leave. Mm. Yep. It's, 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 you know, we're just monkeys. So with that being said, if you accept this knowledge, then you'll know how to properly put it in the right direction. All right. Okay. Let me put this in the right direction. And some of the greatest things have been accomplished by men in the absence of women in their lives. I'm giving you the cheat code and I'm not trying to argue. The biggest accomplishment by men has been accomplished when the woman wasn't there. Why? Because the woman was the goal. When the woman's there, Ninja, you, 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 you lay off the gas. When the woman's there and you finally get the woman, okay, I got her. You either lay off the gas, sit back and get fat, right? The, the best looking physiques are probably by single men, all right? Now there's an exception to that. Ninja in the gym, just pull-ups. You think I'm going to get some puss? I'm going to get some puss if I get that eight-pack. As soon as you get the eight-pack and you get the girls, Ninja, you lay off the gym. Oh, I don't got to go in the gym today. When you figure that out and you accept that, then you can redirect and then understand how to not lose after you get the girl. Now you get the girl, that's when you lose. You, you lay off or you expose your finances. You start giving her stuff, and then she takes, and then you get brokenhearted. Oh, shit, I got to start over again. Now you lose that leverage and options. That was a blue chip. Now use the leverage to propel yourself, hold yourself up, know how to do it. Now, anybody denying that? He says some haters is going to clip the monkey comment. Clip it. The, the, the clip is out here. Clip it if you want. The clip is out here. I actually played the clip on my show. All right? Ain't nobody. 
You think I'm scared of the monkey comment? The clip is out there. It's on the internet. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Lil Duvall shared it on his Instagram. Go ahead. <laughs> it's the nature of our beast. It's the nature of the beast. All right, but anyway, people will figure it out. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ninjas have traveled. You know what? Ninjas have traveled. Oh, and I'm going to give you another one. Okay. Ninjas have traveled into unknown chartered territory. Only to go there, they travel where there's malaria, mosquitoes the size of sharks. They've traveled in unknown territory or territory where they've seen men and skulls and bones left as remains. And they've traveled hoping that there were women, naked women on the other side. <laughs> this is how we evolve. This is why hypergamy is good. This is why hypergamy is not as bad as we make it, make it seem. Because hypergamy makes men do shit. It makes you get off your duff. It makes people more engine. In, it makes it increases ingenuity. There was another point I was going to make on this one. Oh, let me just tell you this. How many times have you heard, like men, like you're sitting around with your homeboys when you were younger, or you're doing it now, and a person said, "Let's go to this party." What is one of the first things? What is one of the first things one guy will say? Hey, man, there's a party over here on Friday night. What do you think one of the, wor the first things one of the people are going to say in response to there's a party over here or on Friday there's going to be a party on this side of town? What is the first thing they're going to say? Everybody knows this. <laughs> yep. Let me see here. Where are the hoes at? Are there hoes going to be there? What type of women going to be there? Are bitches going to be there? Are three or fours going to be there? That is the sole motivation to take your ass out that day. Jump in the shower. Get your little manscaped tool and shave your balls. Ninja putting on cologne. You went and got some clothes from Macy's. This is, this is I'm telling you, it's always going to pertain to women. Ninjas go to college basketball. They a college basketball star. They pick their college based on the women there, that they get a woman on their recruiting trip, that the school pay for some women on their recruiting trip, a.k.a. Louisville, that they smash a girl, that they get a connection with the girl, what the girls look like when they visited the campus. Come on. You can deny it all you want. Ninjas will trade in four years of their life for the access to women or the availability of attractive women. Deny it all you want. <laughs> right? When you get a job, one of the first things you're excited about is what the women are going to look like when you get there. You studying, you pulling up the roster. Okay, all right, here we go right there. What the women? Okay, all right. Oh, damn. Sally in accounting. Mm -hmm. Come on. You know, it's a social motivation for us. So it definitely is a resource. They definitely are a resource. And we, once we under, first thing you have to understand it, then you have to accept it. Once you do that, because if you're arguing it, you're actually, your life is all fucked up already. All right, because there ain't no argument. Everybody knows this is the beginning of the time. Now, once you accept it, now you can apply that. This is a blue chip. You can apply that and use it to your advantage because it's used against us. This very thing I'm describing is what women and society uses against us. 
you're actually evaluated if you can get women or not. Virgin men are devalued in our world. Virgin women are highly valued. If you can't get no hoes, you're devalued. If you don't have a girlfriend in many places, you're devalued. If you can't get a wife, you're devalued. So that's used against us. So then that makes us do. Now, once you know this, understand and accept this, now you can use it to your advantage. Okay. AKA the dude that was in Instagram. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's get to the show. Can you afford your friends? Interesting concept. We'll breeze through this one since I talked about something else real quick. But we'll breeze through this. This woman says, I can't afford my friends anymore. These 304s are so funny, man. These women. All right, I can't afford my friends anymore. All right, let's listen to this. The salary difference between our friends and people that we know becomes even more apparent. Like some people are going to skyrocket in their salary because maybe they work for corporate or they're, they may, they've risen in the ranks. Other people might maintain lower salaries because they work at nonprofits, because they work in academia, whatever it is. This Refinery29 article gets into what it looks and feels like when you start to not be able to afford hanging out with your friends anymore. So a recent study surveyed more than 1,000 people over the age of 18 and found that more than a third of Gen Z and millennials have a friend who pushes them to overspend. Okay, so this is common. Um, You know, you are the sum total of your five friends. If you have four broke friends, you will be the fifth one. We talk about that quite often. And that's kind of the reverse of this. But she's also talking about if you do have a friend that is somewhat successful, And they'll push you to spend more because you're not discussing why you're having financial problems. So to keep up with the Joneses, typically women, they'll do this. Um, And you have to be cautious of this as a person, a woman or a man, is that I've been caught up in situations like that, too. They invite you to dinner. Then they they pull the bill out. They order in bottles of wine, Cristal. They order in caviar, drinking champagne. And then you over there, over there, they want to split the tab down the middle. And you have water. And you have one dish. They had a they had a five course meal, right? So you got to watch out for that. And if you are in the wrong territory, you will find yourself doing this if you're not honest about your finances. Never get caught up like this. Women get caught up like this probably more than men, but men can get caught up on this as well. The idea that you go to a bar or a restaurant, your friend is like, let's get another round of drinks or let's go to get a dessert somewhere. And suddenly you're spending more than you intended to. The survey found that people are increasingly looking to make friends with people who make the same amount of money as them. And so basically what this article gets into is a couple personal anecdotes from people who have tried to figure out what to do with this. So this person, Sadie, interviewed, says, my friend isn't on the same earnings as me, and she made a joke to me that she told her mom she doesn't know if she could be my friend anymore. Sadie felt it was not a joke, but a genuine concern of her friends. Quote, that just shook my brain because she's literally like a sister to me. All right, um, man, Jesus, I mean, some people. I can't only listen to so much of this person. I can only listen to so much of that person. All right, but for, for you guys, for you guys, um, this definitely does reek of classism, elitism. And I told you, more people probably who move together on the same wave- wavelength make the same money. They're in the same economic strata or class. Typically, people who are not or cannot relate will interfere. You won't relate to each other. I don't care if you're the same gender, the same race. You grew up together. You went to the same school. It doesn't matter. Once you get on a different level economically than the other person, you're just in a different mindset. Okay, 
You're just in a different mindset. So make sure that you understand that when you're making business relationships and then when you're establishing social things, because um, there'll be times where if you're in bad shape and your friend isn't and they're like, hey, let's go to this concert. Let's go to this. And you're like, I don't mind eating hot dogs and beer. They're going to be like, what? Right. There's going to be a conflict there. And this is people that you can grow up with and all that. This also can happen in your girlfriend. If you have girlfriends or boyfriends, spouses. Um, when I told you stop bringing straggle daggles to the middle in the upper class, this is exactly it. Because straggles or people in the lower class, once they meet higher class people, they'll try to get the higher class person to lower their expectations on the entire life. Right. Or they'll come in and spend up all their money because it's available. They're like, you don't need all this. What you can do is, and then they'll like, that's not where I'm headed. So I'm sorry. I can't bring you to this life. Or they'll come and splurge and spend your money like it grows on trees. Family too. Family does the same thing. So never feel you got to keep up with the Joneses if you're behind. And if you're ahead, never feel like you got to go back and have survivor's guilt or survivor's remorse. All right. Survivor's guilt is big. All right. So you made it, but you know, your people, your friends, your family members, they're still struggling. I say, let them freeze. You don't owe them anything. This is typically what you'll do. You'll owe your friends and you'll feel bad and you'll splurge on them. Um, a lot of men have gone through this. Will Smith went in this, uh, went through this. Allen Iverson went through this. MC Hammer went through this. And at the end of the day, it didn't help them out. Like people started becoming dependapotamuses on you. So if you are, let's say you are ahead, if you hang out with too many broke people, they're going to use you as, they're going to become a dependapotamus or they'll become envious of you or jealous. And they'll try to even take satisfaction in ruining you. In fact, these are the, again, these are the people who will ruin you before strangers will. Right. And so what they'll do is they'll start praying and praying on your downfall. They'll bring negative energy. They'll start trying to sabotage you. They'll spread rumors, gossip and innuendo. They'll try to watch your pockets and they'll try to gather intel and information. They're two degrees separated from Pookie. They'll rob you when you're out in Cancun and know your ass ain't going to be back. They were the only one you told. And these will be the people. Remember, the people who will hurt people the most. The people who hurt people the most have three characteristics. And this is, I, I don't know who's ever said this before, but I'm the one that's telling you. Three characteristics of the people that will hurt you the easiest, the, likely to, the likeliest to hurt you, or et cetera. They have proximity. Proximity. How close are they to you? If you're doing good and they're doing bad and they're within a walking distance or a bus or an Uber driver, those are the likely people to hurt you. Somebody way across there is unlikely to hurt you unless it's somebody that's working in banking or corporation. Number two, likeness. We tend to live around people that look like us, that sound like us, that we can relate to, that we're comfortable with. However, people who those same characteristics will lead to them more likely to hurting you, taking your life, robbing you. How close they are, how they how alike they look and relation. If you have a relationship with them, a marriage, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, uh, um, a sister, a brother, a mother, a dad, a baby mother, a wife. All right. A relative, a cousin, 
when you boil it all down, these are the usual suspects. The usual suspects. When shit happens to you, when shit happens to you, the police start going to these people first. And most of the time, they'll close the case. They can close the case without even going further. Every now and then, random act of violence. Random act. So closeness, proximity, likeness, and relation. Those are the top three. Ninja, I don't watched enough. I don't watched enough Dateline to know this. All right. So friends as well. Friends. So these are ones that you know. These are the most people. So you kids too. Children. Sadly enough, children. Yeah, your own children will get your ass. And I've shared several. Now they are not likely to get you. But what I'm telling you is you cannot, you got to watch them too. <laughs> you got to watch their ass too. Don't think, well, they my blood. Those are the people who are most likely to get you, your blood. Because they have the best, they have the more, they have the motive. They have the incentive. They have the information. They got the drop. They got the location. They know the alarm code. You gave them access. It's an inside job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. A lot of people don't want you to believe this, but Kane kill Abel or whoever it was Abel kill Kane. All right. Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> Most of the Bible stories of the people who did the evilest things were close. Samson and Delilah relation, right? Closeness, proximity. He invited her in. Adam and Eve, proximity, relation. Okay, go go down in the history of time. All right, that was that blue chip. That was your blue chip. All right, here we go right here. Let's see here. Of course, we all know, it says, when all you know is toxic, Cain killed Abel. Thank you. That's what I thought. Cain killed Abel. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? All right. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this right here. When all you know is toxic. I know a lot of us men, most of the relationships that we've seen have been absolutely toxic, which actually is mortifying because what we most want is love. But if you think of love, Think of how many loving relationships you've experienced versus how many more toxic relationships have you experienced. Unfortunately, we see more toxic relationships even when we're a child. Then we see more loving relationships. Now, I know there's one exception to the rule to that that people will use, and I can tell them that when they're talking about love, they can't use this as a goal of love. And I'm sorry, I have to disarm you when we're debating. But what you'll do is I'll say, have you seen a loving relationship? And you'll say, sure. And I'll say, who? And they'll say, my grandparents. I want to love like my grandparents or maybe their parents. Now, I have to say, well, listen, that's a relationship that you look at as perfection. But that's not a fair use. That's not a fair um, relationship to look at. Because what you're seeing is only a short part of their relationship the part where they don't have testosterone, the part where your, where the, your granny already had hit hot flashes and she didn't hit menopause, the part where your grandmammy ain't going nowhere, the part where they going to just retire and just deal with each other, the part where your mama was cheating on your daddy, the part where your daddy was cheating on your mama when they were young. When they were 20, 30, and 40, you missed it. <laughs> 
Now, you only know your mama and daddy when you're like 18, 19, 20, and you know them when they're 50. You know your grandparents when they was 80. All right, oh, look at them, and they're in love. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You didn't see when they was out here cutting up. You didn't see when your daddy went to Vietnam and was clapping mad cheeks. You didn't see the drama. You didn't see the bullshit. You didn't see what the mama had to put up with. You didn't see what the daddy. Most relationships, your parents almost divorced. If they're still married today, they almost divorced. They almost divorced. Probably about five times. Your mom and dad are not going to tell you that. Your granny and grandma ain't going to tell you that. But they almost divorced like five times. They almost left. Somebody almost, somebody, they probably did divorce. They probably walked out. Dad walked out. Okay. Somebody says, I knew my mom at 23. How old were you? 20? No, you probably were too. You don't know the bullshit. You don't know shit until you're like 18 or 20. All right. You don't know shit. You knew her at 23, but you didn't know her. You didn't know her, know her with a full conscious and a mind developed. When was your mind developed before you became conscious of relationships and marriage? You were probably 18 to 25. Okay, so that's when we're talking about knowing your mom and dad, knowing your parents. This is when you start hearing the bullshit and be like, damn, wait a minute, my mama did what? Damn, my daddy did what? When they was in the club, when they was doing the butt, when they was doing the butt, doing the butt, all right? When they was doing the booty bump, all right? They was doing the booty bump, listening to baby, we can do it. Take your time, do it right. We can do it, baby. Do it tonight. When they was at the club, when your daddy carried a pistol in his uh fur coat. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. You start hearing stories later on. It's like, really? What? God forbid they was already divorced. So. You're then looking at the highlight after the fact when they didn't gave up on life. When they was like, well, when your granddaddy finally was like, all right, I'm going to go on and marry you. <laughs> your granddaddy got herpes. Your granddaddy was like, well, you know, I'm going to just go on and marry the woman. The woman had seven of my kids. He was like, wait, granddad, you ain't even married grandma until she had seven kids? Yep. Mm. Yep. But you didn't know it. And he like, well, you know, I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put all my holes away. Finally, woman, I'm gonna stop cheating on you. She got married in the backyard. I'm gonna marry the woman. <laughs> you didn't know that. You 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 missed the whole thing. So now they just chilling. Your dad ain't got no testosterone. He ain't got no Niagara or Cialis. He ain't got no proclivity to go out and cheat too much no more. So now he like, you know, giving y'all five dollars when he see you. He done settled down and he didn't, you know, all the thunder and lightning didn't end it. The calm, the storm is passed and now it's just sunshine. Okay. <laughs> it's now it's just sunshine. You, you missed the part where your grandmama had another man's kid in between the three kids that he had and the two kids they had on the back end. One of your aunts or uncle ain't even your granddad's kids. You, for, you, you missed all that part. You missed it. Yes, your auntie, the crazy one, that's not your real blood auntie. Yeah. You missed the part when your granddad had a kid outside of a marriage, but they didn't adopt this kid last second. He was like, yeah, that's my adopted aunt. But that's really your biological dad's kid from cross town. You missed all that. You missed all that. 
<laughs> now the storm has passed, and you're like, I want a loving relationship like my grandparents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, stop. Stop. So take all that shit off the table. You can't use your grandparents because they now 75. They don't give a no more. Anyway, and your auntie is your really your mommy. Your aunt is really your mom. You missed that part too. See, your mom is your grandmama and your aunt is your mother. Or your sister is your mother. Yep, the aunt's a real mom. Yeah, see, y'all missed all that shit. I'm telling you. It's just, and by the way, you got all of that in your family. Your sister is your mother. Your grandmother is your, your mother is your grandmama. You missed all that. Talking about I want to love like my grandmama or my mama. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So stop, stop, stop. We got this. What we want to know is we all have these issues in our family. A lot of us have these issues, right? So that much of what you see is toxic behavior. We're human beings. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. But um, what, we, what we then have to understand is, are we prepared to not be in toxic relationships? Well, I think most men are probably prepared to not be in toxic relationships. But unfortunately, these men don't get ups. They don't get a chance. They don't get a chance to be in relationships. So then when they do get a relationship, they find a girl and they're like, I'm going to treat you good. I'm going to treat you well. And I'm going to be here for you. And I'm going to cuddle. I'm going to love you. I'm going to hug you because you think that's what the woman wants. Unfortunately, she comes from toxic behaviors, a toxic family. Most of her relationships are toxic. We're going to have a woman testify on that. And she's going to tell you why women are involved in toxic relationships. So this is a story that you're going to see. This video is of a man who's boring. He's a lame. He might have been slowing down. He don't want to be a player no more. And you're going to see a woman that he's with that is toxic. She's going to admit that she wants toxicity in her relationships because that's what she's used to. Otherwise, it's boring. And a lot of us have met women like this where we were like, I just want to treat you good. And then she just can't stand it. All right. So let's take you to the video here. As you can see, this wonderful couple here. All right. She got her feet all on the furniture. Who raised this bitch? My God, you got your feet on my furniture like this? All right. Look at his brother. Look at his sister. Let's go ahead and play it. Can I see your phone? Oh, yeah. Sure. Can you unlock it? Oh, yeah. I said I always love my mom. Talking to any girls? No. You don't have any nudes? No. No one's that in your DMs? No, you're the only person I talk to. Why are you so boring? Hmm? Why are you so boring? Huh? I need toxic. Wait, wait, I thought you wanted a healthy relationship. No. You need to make my mind wonder. I want to cry. What do you mean? If I'm not crying at night, wondering if you're talking to somebody, I don't want it. Talk to somebody. Huh? Talk to somebody right now. Okay. She got a big ass. Talk to her. Her? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I don't know what to say. There we go. See? Yeah. Yeah. What about this bitch right here? Yeah. There. Yeah. See? Do you think she's prettier than me? No. Y yes. 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 Are you kidding me? Huh? You think she's prettier than me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right nice acting there i love it there but guys listen let's break it down right there let's break it down 
But um, how many have experienced something like this? Like how many how many people have experienced something like this? Um, where even you know women, you can answer this too. Women, you've experienced stuff like this where men become insecure, right? Legitimately insecure. And they start pestering you and you're like, look, I ain't even doing nothing. I ain't even. And then the guy will get all messed up and, you know, he's worried about you and wants to know where you go. Uh, A prime example of how a man would do this is early in the relationship, he'll say, hey, every time you come home, every time you get off of work and you want to talk, you know, when you're walking to your car from work, call me. All right. Now, initially, she'll take that as, hey, he cares about me. And you'll say when you're walking from your office building to the car lot, you shouldn't be walking by yourself. Just call me or I'll get off of work and I'll walk you there. Initially, that will seem like that you care for her. But eventually it'll turn into insecure and controlling. Right. Because she's not going to do that every day. And what you're doing is checking in on her. That's what she's going to feel. And then she's going to be like, why are you always checking up on me? I think you're watching. It'll be like stalkish behavior because you're like, you didn't call me. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me where you were going. You should call me in between your car ride. When you stop, you stop for groceries. You stop for this. It'll be it'll be controlling. Right. So you're the toxic one. And she just wants to be healthy. That happens. Same thing on the opposite side for women. Women will think that you should be doing some things. And the fact that you aren't and you don't got hoes, is going to tune her out. The fact that you're not chaotic is going to tune her out. The fact that you don't, that she can trust you is going to make her less trustworthy. She's going to be like, wait a minute. If she tells her friends, oh, my man is good. He's super good. They're going to be like, girl, don't believe that shit. He doing something. He good at it. Check his phone. Do this. And she'll start snooping and causing insecurities in you. And then she'll tell you, I need you to be this because that's what she's used to. She's used to it. Or she'll leave you and say, you're just boring. Some women want to know that there's a likelihood that you'll give her a STD. I know. I know it sounds weird. But most of these girls are raised by wolves or raised in these streets. One of the reasons why she wants the likelihood of you giving her STD as an excitement is because she might give one to you. Trust me, I know it sounds weird, but the shit happens. So she wants to have this fight as to who gave who the STD, but if she's only the one with the STD and you ain't cheating, it's going to mess everything up, okay? She's going to be exposed as the one who passed it on. Just think about this shit. That's adventurous. That's exciting. When you're chaotic, emotional men, emotional men, emotional men are chaotic. Emotional men remind them of women. At first, she'll like it. Then she won't like it. Then she'll be used to it. And then both of you guys will argue like two lesbians in your house. All right. It'll be sad. You'll argue like two lesbians. It's like crazy. So every day you're together, you're fighting. Like they would say husband and wives. As a matter of fact, the sad reality is if you do this, they'll be like, you guys fight like husband and wives. But it's a weird fascination that People are used to toxic behavior so that when they do meet somebody that is not toxic, they can't handle it. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with you. And they'll eventually say you're boring. All right, so we got another woman here. I think Anton Daniels is in this. And there's a woman named 
love Dorsey, and forgive me if people know who these people are. Trust me, I don't. I know who Anton Daniels is. Shout out to him. But I don't know who Love Dorsey is. So, But I know people know these names, and it sounds familiar. But I don't know who she is. But she has a mighty deep voice. Right? Her voice is very deep. Try to get over that. Let's hear what she's talking about. All right, here we go. Women, we like to be the one. That All right, let's take it off chipmunk mode, coach. You know, man, I don't have much time out here. Let's go ahead and play it. Play it. Women, we like to be the one that got done wrong. Mm. This is why we struggle with accountability. Most women chase bad boys because being with a bad boy allows you to end up being a victim at some point or another. Why do they want to be victims? It is programmed in us that poor me is some type of flex as a woman and as a mother. You can see it. Poor woman left with children to raise on her own. That is something that they get to flex off of. They be now, she's saying an absolute fact, and I've actually proven this point as well. This is the damsel in distress. Now, the reason why women do this, and we'll play, the, we'll play that part again so you can, it can, you can let it marinate. But she's stating an absolute fact. This is why there's baby mama. This is why there's baby mama drama. This is why he just left us. He left us the family. This is why this, the single mother of six was given a car by her job after five years of her walking back and forth. This is why the woman says I was in an abusive relationship. This is why they say these things. He cheated on me. The reason why is because, number one, on my side, is that she still maintains value as a relationship partner. That's number one. If she goes out in the world and says, I cheated on my man, I ruined my relationship, I caused the drama, I pushed my man away, I kept my kids from my baby's father, I'm sorry. If she goes out there and says these things, my, 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 my co-parent is a great father, I'm a sucky mother. If she goes out there, she ruins her relationship prospects. She ruins the victimhood. So every man has to have done her wrong. Every, every baby father has to have left. Every man has to have cheated on her. Everything has to been everybody else's fault. Okay, so now. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. So their reputation is everything. They cannot go out there with a busted reputation socially. We can. And we often do. Even when, even when we're wrong, we have to admit. Even when we're right, we have to admit we're wrong. Every man, every man knows that. Okay. Okay, honey. Okay, whatever. So this is what she's talking about. Now, she added the extra layer to actually make it marinate. So I'm going to play that part again just so you can see this woman spitting truth. Let's play it. Women, we like to be the one that got done wrong. Mm. This is why we struggle with accountability. Most women chase bad boys because being with a bad boy allows you to end up being a victim at some point. All right, so there it is. There's the, there's the truth behind this. You see this? Remember we showed you this? This is toxic. So, again, I told you, she'll catch an STD, but as long as she has a bad boy that catches an STD too, they can both argue about that. But if he's just a lame, all right, he ain't never catching no STD, but she will because people cheat. Now there's no argument. She's going to look like the bad guy. So she would prefer some toxic shit. She would prefer the roller coaster. And I'm just using that as one example so that then she can be like, well, yep, he proved me wrong again. Another bad ninja. All right, let's continue. 
or another. Why do they want to be victims? It is programmed in us that poor me is some type of flex as a woman and as a mother. You can see it. Poor woman left with children to raise on her own. That is something that they get to flex off of. They yep. It gives them social credit. It, it gives them social credit. Oh, you just a poor single mother. Your dad is a dabby evil guy. He was the abuser. He left you out here struggling and poor you. Her whole corporate work floor will be donating canned goods, trying to send a kid to college. Meanwhile, the dad's playing a, a heavy role in the kid's life or the dad wants to play a role in the kid's life. And she's keeping the kids away so she can keep this flex going. Right now, it's a sad reality, and she's spinning the truth. Let's let her continue to cook. They believe it is a flex. That's why when I say it produces the worst product, mm -hmm. the, the comeback is, well, he did it to me. You're not going to get no award for that, and your child yeah. finna be a statistic. So, bitch. Yep. Your child finna be a statistic, but do they care? Nope. Your child finna be a single mother-raised kid, but they don't care. They're worried about how society looks and feels. Let's continue. What, what are we talking about? The bad boys will allow, you're able to say, girl, I was fucking with Tyrone. He in the streets, bitch. Yeah, he took me out. It was exciting. There's the excitement side. But then there's the always, if this doesn't work out with Tyrone, I have a story where Tyrone was the one that did me wrong. Mm -hmm. When you fucking with a Russell, he ain't finna do nothing. <laughs> you never finna be no victim. And so what that means is, if the Russell... Never finna do no fuck shit and try you. Guess what you got to do? What's that? You got to step your character up and not be doing fuck shit neither. Oh, my God. Ooh, she hitting home runs. So, so the woman has to be even that much better. And I'm going to tell you right now, they can't keep this up. They cannot keep up with you. So if you're a super lame dude, that puts pressure on her to be super lame. So that if she smokes weed, she wants to party and go to the club. You saw this with Joe Jonas's ex-wife. She wants to do coca, go to the club, be out drinking. She wants to party. She wants to have the kids and then go back out there in these streets and go to girls' nights out. That puts pressure on her. That makes her feel bad. Like, she's like, damn. So she, so she then has to find a way to make you look bad. And she'll search for that shit. She'll make it happen. She'll even make the relationship fracture and then go out here, and he left. She'll do it. I'm telling you, she'll do it. She's cooking. She's giving y'all the ingredients. This is an absolute cold fact. She's giving y'all ninjas the ingredients to why most of us got to the red pill. This is how we got here. Because we got, we was this dude, lame, super lame. And then we ended up being like, damn, let's continue. You got to be not texting niggas and fucking and being flaw and you got to be a good wife and go home and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With Tyrone, I could shake a little something on the side because he be doing shit anyway. He Tyrone, he the bad boy. <laughs> I got, so the stuff I'm doing on the side, I'll always be able to say, girl, yeah, I did fuck somebody else, but Tyrone been fucking. Yeah. Remember I told you about the STD, right? Now the, as a, there's an STI. Girl, he gave me an STI. But girl, you was doing something too. Yeah, but, but, but. See, that was, that's an extreme example. But she gave that example as well. There's even little examples of this. A woman that's frivolous with the money, the spending. All right? As long as you're frivolous with spending, then, then there's no argument. All right? Case in point. If a wife is called out for frivolously spending... Then what is she going to say? Well, you spend money on your cars. You spend money on your shoes. You spend... She's got to match it. 
So she'll find that behavior. She'll allow it. She'll let it go. She won't call you out on it. And what she'll do is say, okay, you, you spend the money, then she'll go spend. When you call her out, she's going to be like, hey, well, you spend the money. I didn't say nothing when you was buying PlayStation, right? That's how, that's toxic. That's how it happens. She'll watch the bullshit, then she'll match the bullshit, then can't call her out. Then she can use it and say, well, you spend money on that dumb car. You know, I mean, this is stuff that is very not obvious and people can't communicate what it is. But once you know it, you can arm yourself. Let's continue. And so now all my wrongs are justified. I'm a victim. Yep. The victim Olympics. The victim Olympics. All right. This is all toxic type behaviors. That women do sit up here and go later on, then they can use that ammo against you. And then when they, when you call her out, it's financial abuse. It's financial control. All right. But all right. It's one of those things. Let's get to this next point in video. Unfortunately, we are going to show another deep voice sister. And it might be the same woman. I can't tell. All right. But uh, the deep voice sisters is definitely representing in today's show. All right. It could be the same person. Now that I look at it, it was this completely accidental, by the way, because these are two different clips. All right. But um, it says, is he really a deadbeat dad or are you just mad? Does look like the same woman. Is she is he really a deadbeat dad or are you just mad? She's talking to women. Let's continue. Hate me when I say it. I've been talking about it for years, but it needs to be said, and I'm gonna tell you why. The reason why is because all this single parent shit is fucking up our culture. And at some point, y'all family members around y'all that sit up and watch y'all do this fuck shit and claim somebody's a deadbeat when they're really not are a part of the problem. Children need men and women in their lives. They need a father and a mother. Grown women, mature women, parents that don't parent off of ego and emotion and feelings and the internet and what shit looks like they already understand this right i'm just saying this for those of y'all that think we all dumb and we gonna go along with whatever y'all tell us we know that bitches get mad after they get pregnant from a nigga and the relationship does not work out these niggas be lying these niggas be cheating these niggas do not be doing right in these relationships when you try to be monogamous we know that right that's a different subject but when you choose you choose as a female to birth a child because the choice lies with you whatever comes from that that actually matches the character in the ways of the man before you actually brought the baby in the world that is your choice that is something you signed up for and then when you get upset because you can't change things into what you want it to look like when the child gets older and you realize this shit is difficult it's tough it can be unfair it can make you feel some type of way you don't know how to grow the fuck up you then want to say that someone is doing something to you but you did it to your motherfucking self the- <laughs> Well, listen, sometimes you need a realer type woman to tell these women because they don't listen to men. So this type of stuff they'll listen to because it's coming from a woman and then it stings them because you got to understand, and I'm going to indict everybody on this baby mama shit. Everybody's hands are bloody and dirty when it comes to single motherhood, even if you don't have kids, even if you've dated a single mother. You've all contributed to the society of single motherism and the destruction of generations. All of you. And when I say all of you, I mean all of you. When I say all of you, I mean us. You know why? Because you've watched good men be disconnected from their father. On the word of this mad mother, 
You worked with women and watched her do it and say nothing. Your sisters did it to her ex-husband or baby daddy, and you helped her. You babysit the kids when the kids needed to be over with the father, knowing that the mother was out there hoeing. You, as a man, dated women who the father was trying to fight for custody, but the woman let you keep the kids while she was out there cheating on your punk ass. You watch your mama do it. You watch your sisters, your granny. These women have watched their friends do it, their coworkers, all of that shit. So you don't have to have kids that have contributed to the delinquency of these generations at all. And the reason why, and shout out to Love Dorsey. All right, I didn't realize I was playing two of her clips, so I'm not promoting her. I'm very conscious of not to promote people for free. However, I used two of her clips, so shout out to her because she was absolutely right on these clips at least. But when it comes to this, you want women to be the ones to call this out because the real understanding of how our civilization works is, is this. Here's the true understanding. Men protect women from themselves, but other women keep women in line. What we've misunderstood about what's gone wrong with our civilization and our country and our generations, we think men are supposed to tell women what to do. Now, women govern other women. Women are supposed to govern other women. Women are supposed to call other women out on a bullshit, not men. Now, men set the standard. Men are the protectors. We're the standard bearer. We provide, we protect, we build, a.k.a. let's keep it simple. But we don't be out here governing women. That's what women are for. Women are supposed to keep other women's in line. And what you've seen, Cardi B, Sexy Red, Icy Spicy, all these other women, and the Gen X women that are up here uplifting these skeezers, they're not keeping the other women in line. They're allowing the bullshit to flow. Now we got to be out here plugging the holes in the dam. Now we out here trying to fix the shit. You see what I mean? It's the women like this Love Dorsey, although you guys threw all kind of unnecessary arrows at her, although her voice is very deep. She's one of the women that keep the other women in line by calling out the bullshit. Big Mama told... Yo, yeah, Big Mama used to tell your fast-ass sisters and your fast-ass aunties to put some goddamn clothes on. It was your Big Mama that did that. It was Granny that did that, not Grandpa. You see what I mean? It was the women that keep women in line. It was the women that were supposed to, uh-uh, girl, get your fast ass in here. It wasn't Daddy. Daddy just came in and, and pulled his hand back, all right? Didn't your mama tell you? You see what I mean? But now the grandmas is out here doing the stanky leg, the crank challenge. They out here with they stank ass out here. And now look at the rest of the generation. Look at the rest of them. So here's what's happening here. She's spitting facts and you ninjas is out here distracted. She's spitting the unadulterated truth, unadulterated truth. And this is another reason why women tell other women the real. Women don't tell men the real at all. You ain't never going to get the real from the woman. You ain't never going to get the real. And the only reason I know this is because I worked exclusively with women for nearly two decades. So I became part, I was a fly on the wall. So I was around when they were saying certain things that they would never say around men. 
because they became comfortable with me. I was somewhat invisible. I blended in. All right. And so they were comfortable telling me with things. This woman has heard things and saw things that you will never see, but she's there to tell us what's up. And now she's calling other women out on their bullshit and you guys are so distracted by it. It's ridiculous. So men don't listen to women, but you better listen when they're telling you a truth about a woman. If they're telling you a truth about the woman and you can fit, you should definitely be plugged in. Cause a woman ain't never going to tell the man any of these truths. They're going to hide it from you. They're going to use it against you. Absolute truth. All right. And some of the best game you can learn is from a lesbian woman. I'm going to just tell you this right now. Some of the best game you can learn as a man and about how women work is from a lesbian or a bisexual. They're going to tell you the realest truths you ever heard. Shout out to the Reading Rainbow community out there. And trust me, they're going to tell you the real. <laughs> right? All right, anyway. All right, so anyway, you better get you some lesbian friends. I'm going to tell you this right now. All right, uh, anyway, what are we on this show? Oh, we got another one. We got another woman on here. I want to tell the truth. All right, here we go right here. Uh, let's see here. Let me see what she's talking about. I got to move... Uh, I got to move this over here just to pull it up. I don't know why I have to do this, but sometimes some of these posts don't have the volume up. So let's see what she's got to say. Uh, and I haven't even heard the entire video. But uh, let's see here. Let's see. Give me a second here. Give me one second. All right, I got it up. That's what he said. All right, so here we go. This one says, is she stereotyping or preaching? Women goes through, goes through photos that women post of their deadbeat daddy and say that most single mothers are not getting tricked. Y'all just messed around with losers and thought you were going to get an active dad somehow. All right, so let's hear this one here. This is interesting. All right. It's great, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. So coincidentally, it was like this trend going around on Facebook for women to drop the pictures of their dead B baby daddies. And so let's just go through a couple of them and see if any of them gave active father. Let's just play a game, okay? So what about this gave active daddy? I just want to know. <laughs> like, and a lot of these men have multiple baby mamas. I'm talking three plus. Okay. What about this gave longevity, long-term relationship, <laughs> marriage? commitment active dad what about this photo <laughs> please tell me like i don't understand a lot of y'all were not manipulated you weren't scammed y'all just messed around with losers unprotected and thought you were going to get an active dad somehow Ooh hey man as i tell you single motherism is a choice being a single mother is a choice that's what she's saying you chose that shit like just look at the type of men you're sleeping with Look at the quality of men you're sleeping with and you thought you were going to get an active dad. All right. So shout out to that one right there. And if it was too loud, apologies. You might be on your headphones. All right. So interesting, interesting concept. You're seeing some people being vocal about what's really going on out here because the truth is being revealed. By the way, I told you this was the year of truth. Maybe that was 2022. I said, this is the year of truth. The truth can no longer be denied. We know too much. We've seen too much. We have too much information, and information is moving fast. So the lies can't be protected anymore. 
All right, the lies can't be protected. You cannot propagate a lie anymore. All right, so uh, anyway, I think that was the next segment. I'm going to do, okay, that was the next segment here. Let's do, let me see if this is the one here. Or do I got to pause for station identification and support? Uh, let's see here. All right. Before we do that, I do have one more Debbie Daddy clip. All right. That I really want you guys to see. I want you to see this. Okay. Y'all ready for this? All right. Here it is right here. So this is a common, this is a common thing used by mothers who have active fathers. Shout out to Fathers Lives Matter Instagram page. Fathers Lives Matter is the Instagram page. All right. Um, it says right here, she has 53 violations, two assault charges. They lied about me having a firearm. There were no proof. She tried to put a restraining on me, restraining order on me for dropping off diapers. The only way I could see my son is if I pulled up with the police. Sometimes she's never home. She agreed to 50-50 custody and doesn't let me pick up my son on my days. All right, so this is very, very common. One of the worst things that can happen to a mother is to get 50-50 custody. They cannot stand it. Now, if the woman's ready to move on in their lives, they will move on. But it is rare. This is why I think co-parenting is a joke. So he's got 50-50, and you can hear it. She's acknowledging the 50-50, but she's still trying to control him by saying he's two hours late to pick up the child. These people are demons. I've experienced stuff like this. Now, somebody says, go back to court. Unfortunately, that favors the woman. The reason why it favors the woman is there's no immediate remedy. The remedy is two months, three months down the road. At best, anytime she violates, as you can see, she has 53 violations of custodial agreement. It doesn't remedy it. It just makes her go, eh, I grad, I, I, you wasted your time and energy and attention on her, and she actually gets a reward. She gets dopamine from you dragging her in the court, and you're less $10,000 in your pocket. You're less $10,000, right? It costs you five grand, 10 grand, or you lost money from work trying to do this bullshit, all right? So let's le hear how psychotic this woman is. By the way, also look at the people helping. This is, woman is not alone. She has a mother and her sister or another relative out there. As I told you, these women have helpers. No woman alone can keep kids away from a man. She needs a team of people. Most likely people, relatives, coworkers, sisters, aunts, cousins. They have people helping them. This video is proof. Let's play it. No, she's arguing. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? She said he's supposed to be here at 10 in the morning. Why is he here at 12? So she's penalizing him for being two hours late to pick up the, the kid. So because he's late, 
he doesn't get custody. Because he's late. And guys, you'll be sad as to what your baby mama looks like when she arguing with you in court. You'll look over and say, I cannot believe I penetrated this woman. I can't believe I procreated with this human being. Yes, this Chalupa. Okay. Oh, you're late? No custody exchange. <laughs> this is called control. It's narcissism. That's what I put down on, on the notes. You don't want to give him custody because he's supposed to be here at 5. Not at 12 or 1 in the afternoon. Not at 12 or 1 in the afternoon. Nope. You're supposed to be here at 10. You came late. No custody. That's all. All right, so the now the mother, you're going to say you were scared for, okay, because they brought up court. The guy said, you got to go to court. She's like, okay, they got energy for this. They got time for this. I'll go to court. I don't give a shit. And then the mom says, oh, since you're going to court, tell them you were scared for your life and you have a gun. So, Guys, when I tell you these people's hands aren't dirt, aren't clean, the mother just suggested that they go in and lie on the guy that she's scared for her life and has a gun. Man, this world is sad. Yo, man, this world is fucking sad. Dude, they're out here in broad daylight doing it. Let's continue. And look at this fupa. Good Lord. Okay, his friend was there, scared for my life. He has a gun. Yep. So who's you, as you can see, the monster in law is the one gassing him up. And I actually told you that most of the time your baby mama would be all right. But it is the grandmother, your monster in law that's gassing it up. They might be providing the finances to support the daughter. They're providing the finances for court fees. They're putting the battery in your baby mama's back talking about uh anything for these grandkids don't let them take my grandbabies that's your baby mama's mama they're the one putting the battery in your baby mama's back so you see her she's all the way back there going crazy hot she's red hot she's top of teal hot going crazy telling me got a gun telling me doing this telling me doing that you see this shit i'm telling you when you tell me a older woman's more mature or just as mature as a woman who is 20 it's an absolute lie. It's an absolute lie. Once they, once they, once they turn, there's no difference in maturity between an 18 and a 40, 50 year old woman. The only difference is responsibility. One has to be more responsible than the next. Other than that, they got the same maturity level. Let's continue. Incident. I just say your physical capacity is actually not because she's supposed to be of the neighbor that you like that cutting. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, you guys can hear it. You couldn't see it, but you probably heard it. But anyway, let me catch up with some Super Chats, and we're going to get into, uh, let's see here, two-hour mark. All right, cool. Thank you for sticking around so long. Hit the like button. We should have a 1,000 likes. We barely got a 1,000 likes. It's despicable. It's disgraceful. It's reprehensible. It's downright depressing. So give me about at least, at least 400 likes, and we're going to get into this. We're going to get into this. All right, have you got education today? Have you been edified? Have you been knowledgeified? Have you won today? Have you been inspired? 
hit that like button. Hit that like button. What do we got here? Shout out to Abel Returns to Eden for AA's African-American. He says, um, it's, I can't even pronounce that. Sorry. He says something equals eugenics. All right, but yes. Mr. Albert says dudes used to brush their hair for hours just to get waves for bitches. Facts. You had your wave cap. You had your wave pomade. You slept with your wave cap and had that line across your forehead. Also, women could say you got good hair. Shout out to MC Hamster says when you enforce healthy boundaries, don't be surprised how many friends you lose. They were never your friends, just crabs in a bucket, a.k.a. Misery Love Company. Most of the time you've lost friends by establishing boundaries. All right. Absolute fact. I once told a guy he needed to give me gas money and he was like, what's wrong? You going that way anyway? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm going that way. I am leaving a little bit earlier to pick you up. You're, we've been doing this for weeks and weeks and months. I know we homies, but you know, you're taking advantage of me. Ninja. That was the end of the relationship. Oh, Ninja, Ninja, Ninja went gone. I was like, damn. <laughs> like, just because I'm like, Ninja. I'm, oh, man, man, people are straight up parasites. Shout out to, uh, I will call you Mikhail. He says, thank you, coach, for the good content. Why do modern women, why do women, modern women are acting like they want relationships, but sabotage the relationships? I'll be joining the money mindset. Well, relationships define women. It defines men too, but they are defined heavily by relationships. So they want the relationships. But I, in my opinion, most women aren't capable of being wives. And I'm not saying that to put them down. I could say the same but for men. I was not a good husband. Like, meaning that I was not good husband material long term. I probably had no business even trying to get married, right? Like, I wasn't going to be what I needed to be to her, loyal and faithful. That shit wasn't going to happen, right? So, um, I'm out here, just want to be out here, just a little old shark. I just want to be a little old shark, just a... All right, that's all. All right, so it was in my favor to just get rid of that and say, this ain't for me. I'm not built for this shit. But when I say that most women aren't, weren't meant to be wives, they're not trained and brought up to be wives, and you're trying to make wives out of uh, women that are incapable of being them, right? This is how ridiculous we treat marriage. Marriage wasn't a big thing for most of uh, the world, right? Meaning that marriage wasn't a state-sponsored marriage. Most people got married. All right, this is my girl. This is my wife. And they got married in the church at best. Jumped the broom at worst. <laughs> Nobody really went down and got the state thing and the engagement ring and all that shit. That's all circus. That's all circus. That's all state sponsorship to get your ass messed up out here. When, when the state got involved in marriage, marriage skyrocketed. But that was all state sponsored marriage. And then... When it backfired on them is when they no-fault divorce, right? They instituted that. Now they got their hands in their pocket. Now they got their, their hands in your pockets. All right, but most women are incapable of being wise. They're not wife material. Just because she says she can be a wife doesn't mean she wants to and or can be. All right, anyway. But anyway, Mystical says, Mystical Free Agent Lifestyle Coach doesn't lie. The biggest threat in my life is my sick leftist sister. She stayed last summer and was scoping everything out. I also make sure I'm never alone with my own niece. It's sad, but true. Mm. Damn. 
Mr. Jen says, CGA, my mama told me my daddy's mom had two outside kids from my grandpa's best friend while my grandpa was working in the United Kingdom. He took them as his own to save face. There you go. So that's what grandpa did. So there you go. Some of y'all aunts aren't your blood aunts. All right, Brandon Foster says, Coach, you ain't never lied. I was a sucker for love, ass ninja, two marriages, two divorces. I asked the second why she cheated. Her answer, I was too nice. Mm. Have you ever got that? You're too nice. Oh, by the way, you know, a woman will tell you this up front. Well, you're too nice. I see you as a brother. You'll make another woman so happy. And you're like, well, what about you, baby? Why are you friends owning me? Well, she's telling you she ain't shit. That's what she's telling you. She's telling you she's going to break your heart. She's telling you that, that she's not the right mate for you. You're too nice, right? It is what it is. It happens to all of us. Um, um, actually, I, I remember in coaching, coaching, same thing in coaching. I remember there were coaches that, um, that uh, their team didn't perform well. And they lost respect of their team eventually. You ask the players, why don't you like your coach? Why, why don't you respect your coach? Uh, my coach is too nice. <laughs> now, again, when I went back and said, I know why people enslaved other people, I'm not justifying it. I'm telling you why. Some people figured out that nice shit ain't going to work. That utopianism ain't going to work. They was like, Ninja, we're going to have to apply pressure to make these people move. I'm just letting you know. Your kids do this. Kids do that. You can raise kids like this. You're, you're, you're one of the parents, parents out of a book. Oh, you shouldn't yell. You shouldn't raise your temper. You should have long conversations that make them understand. At some particular point, your kids ain't going to understand. You walk in the room. All right, kids, it's time to clean up. Okay. All right. Kid ain't listening to you. Kids, clean up. Kids ain't listening to you, or they listen to you and throw a fit. Then you walk up in there, I said, guess what happened? Ten hut. They start listening. They start moving. They're like, uh-oh, pressure. It's not yelling. It's not abuse. You're applying pressure because they wasn't moving when you was trying to explain. <laughs> right? And here's another parenting fact. Ninja, if you talking to your kids more than 45 seconds to get them to understand, you losing. Especially teenagers. 45 seconds. You got 45 seconds to make your point. If you think, and you got to remember when you were a kid. <laughs> if you think you need a whole long ass drawn out conversation and, and talking points to get people to understand, you don't know how to live life. Ninja, what you need to be said is less than an elevator ride. And that's the end of the conversation. If they want to tell you how they felt after they do what you told they asked to do, then we can might have that conversation. <laughs> All right. Now we can have a conversation, but I need you to do what you're supposed to do first. All right. Because I gave you instructions. The reason why parents give instruction is not to reign over kids. They, head, they give them instructions so they're not headed for self-destruction. But if you have to give them instructions for over 45 seconds, you lost. And they won. <laughs> mm. 
Day one. It's all right. But best of luck out there. Ain't nobody listening to your four-minute diatribe. Ain't nobody listening to your 10-minute conversation. All right. If I gotta take if it takes me 10 minutes to get you to do, and I'm and I'm gonna tell you why, 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 because there's women out here. No, I'm gonna tell you why. It's gonna save your life. The less I have to say, and the more the better and earlier you respond. Because I know a lot of people get distracted by my message. Well, it's not what you say, it's the way you say it. That's that's not true. Because if I can get you to understand to respond quickly, all right. I prevent you from thinking long because you're probably going to think wrong. For instance, if I want to prevent you from getting hit by a bus and it takes me 10 minutes as you're walking across the street to hear me out, your ass going to get clobbered by that bus. Hey, stop, kid, here, sit down for a second. I want to tell you, you're about to get hit by a bus. And these are the reasons why this bus is about to hit you. It has momentum, centrifugal force. It has speed. It has the right of way. The drivers distract. You see that? You're dead. I shouldn't need to always let you understand and say it nicely. I might have to tell you to respond swiftly to these orders. Otherwise, I'm negotiating with somebody who about to get clobbered. All right. So this information is going to save your life or it's going to get you to respond and act swiftly. And the more you reiterate that and get that to understand that, the better you're going to be. Anyway, <laughs> you have centripetal force, inertia, friction against the ground, uh, 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 Newton's law number three, an object at rest stays at rest, an option, at, an object in motion. You trying to explain physics to the kid. Meanwhile, they're going to get clobbered. I need you to respond swiftly. When you're coaching a team, when you're coaching a team, especially basketball, how, how much time do you need to get a play in? All right, the clock's running. The other team's playing pressure. The other team's playing deep. They have momentum. You're on the road. The crowd is going wild. The band's playing music right behind your bench. The referee's cheating. The scoreboard man cheating. You in 50-degree weather. You got three seconds to get the message across. I don't have but three or five timeouts. I don't have a lot of information. And then when I my timeouts are 30 seconds, I got to get the information quickly. So that means I have to train you to respond quickly. All right, I got three seconds to get this play in. Not only that, I have to be level-headed to be able to instruct you. I got to get the D, I got to get the, I got to see what they're doing. I got to know what we do, what's available to us. Three seconds to communicate that. So, take it or leave it. <laughs> all right, take it or leave it. I can't call a timeout and make adjustments all the time. Everything's moving. Life is moving. All right. If you got to have a powwow, a kumbaya, a therapy session on everything, man, have at it. <laughs> Have at it. If you need a 45-minute talk, if you need to go talk to someone in between every time there's conflict, if you need to go to the court to settle every minor issue, Ninja, have at it. This is all loser mentality, by the way. This is why people lose. It's not how people win. Anybody that does this shit, this is how people lose. All right? 
So anyways, try not to surround yourself by too many losers. All right. Now, people want to feel good about this. Go feel good about yourself. But this is how you end up being a loser. But go ahead because you don't see no winners doing this shit. <laughs> you don't see winners doing this. You see mostly losers. Mostly people making excuses about life. But keep doing y'all. This is why Gen Z is, is chalking up losers left and right. Because they wanted everything. <laughs> y'all need to get out of my way as I do this. Anyway. All right, look. <laughs> Ninja's worried about their feelings and ain't worrying about no results. Hey, man, I need you to worry about these results. That's what I need you to worry about. Focus on these damn results. Where we at? J.J. Frost. He says, my ex told me she cheated on me with the ex-con drug dealer because I was boring. Now all they do is fight. And he says, let's be honest, coach is spot on. And you let them live that life out. <laughs> all right. All right. You let them live that life out. Let them let them live that life out. Um, I actually have been experienced that with that as well. I had a woman in my life. She was special to me. And she left me for an ex-con drug dealer. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's doing what it is. All right, shout out to Michael or Mikhail. He says, most of the women I engage with do know what's the goal of their relationship. He says, one told me until she's no more happy. Mm. He says, coach, I think I, don't, I'm, I missed that. Because he says, one told me until she's no more happy. There's a little bit of a language Barrier there, possibly. He says, Coach, always right, only loyal to their feelings. Indeed, they're loyal to their feelings. I'm not happy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, J.J. Frost says, Titus 2 and 4 says, Older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and children to be pure and to be submissive to their husbands. Again. Yeah. Again. Men that believe we're supposed to be instructing women. On a daily basis, you got it all wrong. All right, our, that's not our job. Our job is to have older women are supposed to give them this guidance. Okay, this is why I don't have a channel that guides women. Because that's not my job. That's not my duty. All right, it's the, it's the duty of the older women, the elders, the big mamas, the grandmothers. To do this, the mothers, the mothers to the daughter. That's their job. It ain't, it ain't my job. All right, but uh, Shot X says, Facts Coach, a lesbian gave me the game on female nature. People don't know that the biggest haters of women are other women. So a lesbian will give you game because they know that XXs are full of ish. And they can tell you because they can relate to both men and women. And I've been around a lot of lesbianists. I've been, a, I've been around a lot of them all my life. And I'm going to tell you, most dudes, not all dudes, most dudes don't got no game compared to lesbians. Lesbian got the tightest game out here. A lesbian can steal your girl right now. A le there's a lesbian chick right now that got your girl thinking. Got your girl thinking. And I've seen it. They got, B they got BDE. Them lesbians got BDE. They be walking big and bad. They get off their Kawasaki Ninja. But they hair braided all the way back down. They walking big. 
Were they hot? No, no, dude, stop. Not all of them, 90% were not, and it didn't matter. They had the baddest chicks. They had the baddest chicks. Dude, the lesbian chicks that I knew had the baddest chicks on campus. <laughs> the baddest chicks. Like, you, you be, you're, you're shocked because the girl you're looking at, you know, you could be like, oh, what? Oh, she, she butch. You would call her all kind of names. You see her with the girl. Baddest chick. You're like, what? I used, to, I used to go to the women's finals four as a part of our convention for coaching. And I've seen all of the big-time women's basketball stars, old Hall of Famers, and all of that. And I don't want to name names, but I've seen them all. Like Don, St- Don Staley, I've seen them live and in living color. All right, laughed with them, kicked it with them, kicked it around them, shared elevators with them. I did this for like seven, eight years. I remember one time, I'm in an elevator. And there's a woman named Dawn Staley. There was a um, Teresa Ed, no, not Teresa Edwards, Teresa Witherspoon, and another lady jumps on there. I think it was um, and what was her name? I used to remember all these people's name. Oh, Robin Roberts, and another woman named Damn, I can't remember. Let me let me pull up her name. I'm gonna tell you these all people jumped on the elevator. I'm in the elevator. I'm in Philadelphia. Let me see here. I'm going to tell you her name. They all jump on the same elevator as me in Philadelphia. Let me tell you why I'm going to pull it. Let's see if I get uh, Nancy Lieberman. Nancy Lieberman. Nancy Lieberman Klein. She used to be married, but that's what they used to do. Nancy Lieberman. So I'm in the elevator. Robin Roberts from, from Good Morning America. She just got married to her lesbian wife, by the way. So... Nancy Lieberman, Robin Roberts, Teresa, uh, Teresa Weatherspoon, and Dawn, they all get on the elevator. I swear to God, this is a true story. They walked on there with some BDE. They walked in there like the toughest ninjas. I was like, yo. And they was, dude, they was getting, they was in their element. They had more masculine confidence <laughs> Than anything I ever seen. I was like, dang, these they walked in just like it smelled like ninja in there. It smelled like ninja. I was like, yo, they straight, but they were super cool. You know, they were real cool and laughing, and they was like dudes. Like they was like the toppest PUA, the toppest Mac dudes. Walking all in stud energy. And all that stuff. I was like, man, cold, crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff, man. So anyway, they had that BDE. Masculine frame. I was like, man, man, man. Yeah, but Robin Roberts is, these people are, Robin Roberts got to be like six. She played basketball. She played basketball. She had to be like six feet tall. But anyway, shout out to them if they ever watched the show. So, um. But that, that was back in, like, what, 2003? Two, no, no, it had to be even earlier than that. It was, like, 98, 90. No, but you're, you're 2000. I think it was the year 2000. So, anyway, so then I knew real, I knew Robin Roberts was gay back then. I was like, oh, she one of the boys. She one of the boys, Miss Thug Energy. And you wasn't telling them Nathan, all right? They knew what, who they was, and they could pull 
they pulling the baddest chicks. Badder than most 80% of men. If you believe in the 80% rule, it's true. They Those women pull badder chicks than 80% of men. I know you guys don't believe it. I've seen it with my own eyes. Not those people that I named specifically, but notwithstanding, those women pull badder chicks with ease than 80% of men. It's a fact. It's an absolute fact. Yep, Dawn Staley saw her. She was like one of the dudes. And they all had on sports jackets, right? Sport coat. They had that BDE and cowboy boots and boots on. Anyway. All right, shout out to Snap Tech Fix says, Coach raining blue chips, million dollars a game. Million dollars a game. Somebody said they ain't pulling nothing. Okay. Baggy pants, baggy pants. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. If you don't believe it, you ain't live no life. If you ain't believe it, you ain't live no life. 80% of dudes ain't got nothing on them. Nothing. All right. Because that's why most of us are here. That's why people pay PUAs and, and pickup artists. Pickup artists work 10 times harder than a lesbian chick. 10 times. Even the best pickup artist works 10 times harder. Anyway. And don't think your girl won't go. There's some girls that won't go. But your girl will think about it. She'll be thinking about it. Anyway. Uh, what we got here? He says, Snap Tech Fix says, appreciate your opportunities and and monetize. He says, give me. No, I skipped one. I skipped one. You said something else. Appreciate your opportunities. He says, give me the Uncle Earl. All right. There were three different chats there. I got money. Somebody said mine was gay before I met her. Yep. Dude, I know plenty like that, too. I know plenty like that. They were in college. They messed around. They were lesbianists. As soon as they got out of college, they got married and had kids. And the dude didn't even know. The dude didn't even know. I was like, dang, your girl was a full, unadulterated lesbian in college and then them girls i coached them and then i seen them get married i'll be like damn <laughs> to a dude having kids i was like what dude that tripped me out that tripped me out all right john said just pay it tuition thanks for the truth i'm here to hit you with the truth navi says random blue chip messages cut deep i know brother shout out to you thank you man pablo is in the building salute cga in the game he says, that Gordita clip is San Antonio. What a shock. What a shock. Yep. Hey, one, there might, uh, let me tell you another secret. There's a female friend that your girlfriend or wife has that is gay. Y'all don't even know. And they're super close. Not all. You got to watch out. But you got to look out for it. You got to look out for it. And if your wife plays sports, there's a high chance that she's experimented. Or if she's a Kaylee, <laughs> there's a high chance. I'm letting you know. I'm not trying to break your hearts. I'm just letting you know. All right, shout out to Pro Mansplainer says, Jody got your girl. Jody female and male. And they put pressure on female sports. And this is in high school. Like we used to go to high school recruiting events. And them high school girls was already putting pressure on girls. Like, it was bad. It was not bad. It was, it was interesting to watch. 
the high school girls putting pressure on other girls. All right. And that starts in high school, especially basketball, softball, and um, soccer. And field hockey. They, it's real. It's a part of the game. All right. So these girls are already getting women in their ear before you put anything in their ear. Before you as a man say anything to a woman, and if she plays sports, she already didn't have women put stuff in their ear. Yep. She didn't have it way more than men by the time she got out of high school. For sure. For sure. All right, shout out to Kevin G. Says this skit has a lot of truth to it. He says, I knew it was over with my ex when she started to ask, why don't you do something exciting? Yep, that's it. He says, now she's a single baby mama with no job, free agent lifestyle for life. Indeed. Shout out to you. That's definitely a hardcore truth. If your woman, they call it, uh, you're putting her feet to sleep. If you're putting your woman's feet to sleep, like we get cold feet, but if you're in a relationship and her feet get put to sleep, she got to wake them feet up. What's the best way to make them wake them feet up? Get up, move around. She got to move around. Most of your biggest mistakes in the relationship was that you were boring. That was the biggest mistake in your relationship, being boring. And then that, remember, cheating is a symptom of a bigger problem. Cheating doesn't cause the marriage or the relationship to end. What happens is the cheating was a result of something. So if a person says, why did you get divorced? Why did you break up with your girl? And somebody says cheating, that don't tell you anything. That's like saying depressed. Depression is a symptom. It's not a disease. Like, what's caused that? Well, well, it is a disease, but it's a it's creating a it's creating it's created from something else. It didn't come from nowhere. Something caused it. What is the cause of your depression? That's what you need to know. And if they cannot figure it out, that's a bigger issue. Cheating. He cheated. She cheated. Okay, let's find out why. But just saying the person cheated is not enough information. It's not. Okay, why did he cheat? Why did she cheat? Let's figure that out. Let's dial in. Then when you get to the root cause, you'll find out why that showed up. All right, you'll find out exactly why. All right, Miles says, my mom is light-skinned with hazel eyes. Dad was on freaky time, and he lost, and he created you. Paul says, I was talking to a single mother, and she said she doesn't want a friend with benefits, but she has two weekends available over the next three months. No, that's a no. All right, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. All right. Kevin Sullivan, damn coach, he says, I got hit with the I fear for my life and had his friend has a gun as well. It's an evil world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. Indeed. All right. El Jefe, remember, men, the smallest Johnsons is still bigger than the largest. We'll call it the uh, pearl tongue. All right, the pearl tongue. Here we go right here. And by the way, guys, if you're a boring, lame guy, just be proud of that shit. Wear it like a badge of honor. Because a lot of chaotic women will come to your life and you'll feel it, right? You can feel the energy. Energy is big. Spirituality is big. And she might have everything you want. She might be fine. She might be, like be these um, 
of the basketball players that we talked about yesterday, the female basketball player, the woman that got choked out. Well, these women have bad energy. Although she's attractive, you guys aren't going to match. She's going to wear you down. And then all because she's attractive, you're going to go there. And it's not worth it. Like, try this a couple of times and just so you can understand. But most of you guys cannot manage attractive women. Okay? You cannot manage them. Guys, when you get getting a woman and keeping a woman are two different skill sets. Not only that, it requires more to keep a woman than it is to get a woman. Winning a championship is easier than keeping uh, to them winning, them repeating to be a champion, right? Repeating the champion is hard. Why? Everybody knows you're the champion. But when you're on the come up, when you're on the come up and you climb up, nobody's expecting you to become the champion the first time. They're like, oh, damn, they won. We didn't even know. But the next season, they know. They ain't going to let your ass win. All right? <laughs> they like, ninja, we try to knock your head off. All right? Getting the woman is one skill set. Keeping the woman, now you're going to have to fight for her all the time. Are you going to do it? Nope. Ninja, you ain't got this energy because you can barely get the woman. You're going to barely, you barely got her by the, by the hair on your chinny chin chin. You barely got her. Ninja, you study. You study pickup. You study what to say. You brought flowers. You pulled out chairs. You did the date right. You watched her get fornicated. You tried to sleep right. You tried to get hit the bottom. You done tried everything. Then you finally got the woman. You know how much work it took you to get the woman? You went to the right dates. You planned. You said the right things. You licked, the, you licked between her legs, right? You got her to come. You know how hard that is? Now you finally got her. Now guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to keep her now. Uh-oh. <laughs> yep, you had to ride mouthpiece. Now you got to keep her. That's why mouthpiece ninjas always use in their mouthpiece because they can't keep abroad. They can't keep one. All they know is how to get one. Yep, you went broke, you bankrupted yourself, you spent and maxed out your credit cards. Now, you know what you're about to do? It's about to be 10 times harder. You're about to max out 10 credit cards. You're about to plan more dates. You're about to move in. You're about to pay the maintenance. You're about to watch people hit on her. You're about to watch people hit on her on a daily basis. You got to keep her now. You got to keep her entertained. You got to keep her from not... Cheating on you and leaving. Boy, boy. Boy, oh, boy. All right, you're not ready to deal with attractive women. You're not. You're not. Just like you ain't ready to buy that 911. You want to buy a 911. Yeah, buying one is, is a hell of expensive. You work 10 years, you finally buy it. Then all four of your tires blow out. Now what? Because it will happen. Or one tire blow out and you need four tires. That's going to happen. <laughs> right? That's how 9-11 works. Sometimes you, you're definitely going to need two if one blow out. Okay? And then you're going to go over there. You're going to go to Pet Boys and ask for some 9-11 run flat tires. And they're going to tell you $3,500 for two tires. <laughs> oh, you wanted a nice car, didn't you? Okay, now. Now what's about to happen? Then you're about to find out real fast that maintenance and keeping and upkeeping is way more expensive than even the price of the car. You can barely make the car payment, but you got one. But that's what? 
Oh, and it's going to take five days for the tires to come in. They don't got them in stock. So your car sitting over there for five days. Do you have a backup car? Mm. All right, you guys got to be ready for this shit. And this is why we tell you, get leveraging options first. Then the other stuff won't affect you. And then they are less likely to use their beauty against you. Because you'll have access to more beautiful women, not that one. You'll have at least two or three more that are just as beautiful than that woman. And then that leverage is gone. You're like, okay, I slept with that beautiful woman. Her peace leaves stank. It don't smell like potpourri like I thought it did. And she's trying to leverage all this other shit, but I got this other one over here. Or I got access to this other one. Now the beauty leverage has been gone. Telling you, the, the beer gargles, man, they, it, it goes fast. I see some attractive women and then just be simping over her. And I'll be like, it's a regular, that's a regular stock factory that you brought. She good looking, but there's thousands of good looking women. Thousands. She ain't the best. She ain't the best. But when I didn't have much, I thought she was the shit. I would have traded in everything for her. It's just perspective. Like you, like, I ain't even going to slide in the DM. She got a check for me. There's people out here like this. All right. You'd be like, man, she got a check for me. She's good looking. I'll put her on my team. She could be on the bench. She a bench warmer. She could check for me. All right, anyway, hey, man, this stream will eventually get to the main event. How about we do it now? I'm going to save that last subject matter for later on in the show. All right, and this is all will stop you from hating women. All of this will stop you from hating them because they ain't worth the hate at all. You know what's worth the hate? The fact that you ain't where you're supposed to be. That's what you should hate every day you wake up. Not women. <laughs> right? Every day you wake up, you should hate that you ain't an inch closer to what you want to get to. All right, let's continue. <laughs> All right, uh, what are we doing here? All right, what do we got here? Steve Harvey, eventually we would get to it. Let's get to Steve Harvey. He has a viral clip going around. And I don't even want to explain the story, but you know the story. Steve Harvey addresses what he says are misconceptions about his wife. He says, quit talking about she was in my other marriage and ruined it. She didn't. All right, let's let Steve Harvey talk, and then we'll come clean up his bullshit. All right, but uh, sorry, Steve, we got to put you on blast here, but this is for teaching purposes and entertainment purposes only. Oh, let me take the volume up. My marriage is a good woman. She the best thing ever happened to me. She's God-fearing. She's loyal. She's faithful. And she's a kind and loving person. I don't care what nobody said. And y'all quit talking about she was in my other marriage and ruined it. She didn't. She was nowhere around that. My marriage, I got divorced in 2005. My marriage was over when the Kings of Comedy was out. Y'all ain't know that though, did you? It was over then. It wasn't worth a quarter then. It took us this long to get to the divorce. That's when the, that's when the uh, official paperwork came out. But in 2005, let me help you to something. I had nothing. I lost the radio show we were on in L.A. on March 23rd, and I lost the only TV show I had May 10th. I mean, May, 20, May 23rd, I lost the radio show, and May 10th, I lost the TV show. Steve Harvey had no money. Got with Marjorie again on uh, New Year's Eve, met her, talked to her. She was with her kids in Hawaii. We got together in 2006. We had nothing. 
She didn't, she didn't, she didn't marry into no lap of riches. I had nothing. When I asked her to marry me at the end of 2006, and I, and then she, she said she wanted to get married in 2007, I sold it too soon. I, I got to get some stuff together. She said, what? I said, baby, I ain't really got nothing. I'm trying to build. She said, I'm going to get in there and build with you. We got married in 2007. Do you know what I was doing in 2007? Nothing. We had four. We had four stations in 2005. Four. We built this. All of us built this. We had four stations. We turned this into something. But that woman got down in that foxhole with me and turned this into something. In 2007, we got married. In 2008, we found out that somebody had stolen seven years of my tax returns. I ain't going to mention no name. And we owed the government $22 million and we in debt. But then guess what? She stayed with me in that. Then guess what? In 2009, I got Family Feud. In 2009, the book came out. In 2012, the talk show came out. I'm telling you, this woman got in the hole and built this with me. She didn't steal nothing. And I'm tired of y'all talking about my girl. Because my girl is one of the best women I've ever met. And why you black-ass people out there got these blogs like you just going to destroy somebody? I don't really know what that's about. But don't worry about it because it ain't working. Because all we are now, we are a tighter two-handed circle. Thank you for doing that. And you're not going to split us up. And we're not going nowhere. And she is none of what she said she is. And she the best chick I know. Now, I'm defending her. The woman I... All right. There it is right there. I laid out his defense. I let it play. We'll go back and figure it out where you think the, the conceptions and misconceptions are. If he missed, if he did the right thing. And listen, it's really none of our business, to be honest with you. But maybe, just maybe we're trying to protect him. Or maybe we're trying to show other men that this might not be the righteous way. You know, the King Ahab, the story of the Jezebel, the feature story of that was the weak or the weaker perceived weak King Ahab. All right. And so we've using past behavior, her two marriages, her two previous marriages, then her marriage to Steve. And we're trying to say, hey, her past behavior is not the best. Also, there's some rumors that she might have had an affair with the guy on the inside. Remember, we tell you proximity will take you down. People who look like you, likeness, relationship. These are the people that will take you down. And in fact, if she did have an affair with a guy on his inside, that makes him vulnerable. That makes him vulnerable. More likely, someone from the outside of his life is not going to get to him. It's going to be one of these people, his security team. Potentially, it could be allegedly and or his wife. This could take him down. Right? It's not going to be some fan, some belligerent fan, or somebody that's, well, you're a simp, we're going to take you out. No. There's been story after story of people that have been taken down like this because he cannot see the bigger picture. I do have a poll up on both of the channels. And who believes Steve? Who believes him? All right, 90% of people on the free agent lifestyle does not believe this story. Now, there might be a couple of holes we can punch into this story. Um, but it sounds like he's defending his girl, which he should do. A lot of women like this. But it does sound like he missed a couple of things in this explanation, and we'll try to see if we can point them out. 77%, 78% of people on the Notorious channel don't believe Steve. All right, so, you know, that's sad, right? It's sad to see that even when he came out to defend himself, 
there's no believing. So this is one of the reasons why I don't respond to people, haters, or not even haters, just people who talk about you, as I do talk about other people. But when they talk about me, I believe that their absence of details and their there's another motive. So the best thing to do is not respond. Unfortunately, even when you respond, people calling you out on your bullshit. Take notes, man. That was a blue chip. Even when you respond, doesn't matter. People still don't believe you. We don't believe you. You need more people. All right. Let's get into this real quick. Marjorie was married and divorced twice. I think they have mm, five to seven kids total or something like that. We, do, we told the story a few weeks ago. She married two drug dealers. Both of the men were related biologically, either through distance cousin, second cousin type of shit like this. And then she met Steve. The classic story is that she walked into a comedy club late. She walks up front. He stops the entire show, sees her, and says, you're the one I'm going to marry. Rumor has it that at that time, at that time, Steve was married to his second wife. Now, in this story, he misplaced that detail. Which you can see it come up, and I don't want to dissect too much this story, but you can see that that story was not, there was a not a factual, he was not factual about that detail, okay? Let me pull this up, and let's go through it. He's right about some things, but some things make you question. Now, the reason why you would actually try to validate that is there's a Latin phrase that people use in the legal system. And the phrase goes as such. Always consider this when you're dealing with people. Falsus and unus. Falsus and omnibus. Falsus and unus. Falsus and omnibus. Essentially what that means is, if one thing is false, then everything is false. When you have people, proximity, relationship, and likeness close to you, if they tell one thing that's a lie, everything about them is a lie. And I would tell you to protect yourself and arm yourself with that much information. And we all lie. So you have to be careful with the people you keep close to, to you that they're 100% factual. If they lie once or anything they say to you has a lie in it, they're a complete liar. You see? You lie once, you always lie. You tell one part of the story is a lie, it's all a lie. That's how much a lie makes the difference, okay? Let's go back to the video and break it down. My marriage is a good woman. She the best thing ever happened to me. Well, there you go. I mean, listen, well, he just started off. <laughs> he just started off with a lie. And there's only a few lies in here. But the first thing he said, and we'll play it again because you might have missed it. Let's play it. The first lie right here. The woman I married is a good woman. She the best thing ever happened to me. All right. So just judging from that statement alone, we can determine that the rest of this story about to be a lie. I mean, you already started off according to this edit. You already started off on the bad note. All right. She's a good woman. All right, so uh, anyway, I don't know who she is, but, you know, I'm just going to assume that ain't true. All right, but let's continue. She's God-fearing. She 
She's God-fearing. Loyal. She's loyal. All right. Um, many people could probably provide evidence to testify against that being true. For instance, she wasn't loyal to the two men who were her previous husbands who both got convicted for drug dealing. She both left both of them ninjas. Allegedly, there might be some insinuation that she was a part of moving some weight and then did not support that situation once it blew up. But let's continue. We already got a couple of lies. All right, so here we go. She's faithful, and she's a kind and loving person. All right. I don't care what nobody says. Uh, another lie. So listen. <laughs> All right, listen. I don't care what nobody say. That's a lie because you're addressing it. A person that doesn't care what someone says doesn't address it. So we just got to call out. I'm just being I'm just being 100% honest as to how people lie. It's very, very easily. So now we got like a series of lies here. Some mistruths, some half-truths and shit like this. So let's continue. And y'all quit talking about she was in my other marriage and ruined it. She didn't. <laughs> that probably could be a lie as well. Now, I don't know, but I think your second wife has something to say about that. Although last people I want to listen to is an ex-wife. I actually have a, I actually have a belief system to never listen to an ex-wife on anything. They're the least trustworthy people out here. Even if an ex-wife comes and defends an ex-husband, I don't believe her. In fact, in Johnny Depp's case, his ex-wife actually provided good testimony against uh, uh, and, and good character reference for Johnny Depp, and I didn't believe anything. All right, an ex-wife always has a motive. So I don't believe ex-wives on face value. I mean, that's like a 99, 100% chance. I don't believe anything she says. Now, she does say that the woman was around, and in fact, you might even validate this later in this by saying she didn't ruin the marriage. Mm, that might be a half truth. Let's continue. Let's continue. She was nowhere around that. My marriage, mm -hmm. I got divorced. So he lied. She was, he, she was nowhere around that. Many people timeline wise might find that to be a lie. Let's continue. Was in 2005, my marriage was over when the Kings of Comedy was out. Y'all ain't know that though, did you? It was over then. It wasn't worth a quarter then. That's the truth. That's the truth. It took us this long to get to the divorce. That's when the that's when the uh, official paperwork came out. But in okay, two thousand five. Let me help you to something. I had nothing. All right, so that might be the truth. Uh, that's probably more truth than it is lie. That's probably ninety eight percent truthful. I lost the radio show we were on in L A. on March twenty third, and I lost the only TV show I had May tenth. I mean May twenty. May 23rd, I lost the radio show, and May 10th, I lost the TV show. All right, so he changed two facts there, but let's continue. Steve Harvey had no money. Got with Marjorie again, uh, New Year. Uh-oh. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, again? You got with Marjorie again. All right, let me, let me go back on the timeline here. Your marriage was over 2005, Kings of Comedy. Then, when did you meet Marjorie? Because you had to meet her somewhere in between that. Did you meet her after Kings of Comedy when you had nothing? 
Then you lost the show, radio show. Then you met her again. You met her again. Where did, where did the first meeting occur? I, I just wanted to know. I'm just, I'm trying to see where it came in. Now, it could have been after the second marriage ended. But, but I don't, I don't, I, don't, I want to know where the first one was. That would be critical because she did not show up initially. She showed up again. All right, I just, that right there, that would actually open up an opportunity to say, wait a minute again, where was the first meeting? You said I was, my marriage was over. I didn't have nothing. I lost the radio show. I lost the TV show. I met Marjorie again. All right, that's all I'm saying there. That's all it is. Let's continue. Here's Eve, met her, talked to her. She was with her kids in Hawaii. We got together in 2006. We had nothing. We got together in 2006. The marriage was over in 2005 when King of Comedy came out. But that was the again. I got with Marjorie again in 2006. Right? So she was somewhere around in the 2005, right? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Let's continue. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't marry into no lap of riches. I had nothing. When I asked her to marry me at the end of 2006, and, I, and then she said she wanted to get married in 2007, I sold it too soon. I, I got to get some stuff together. She said, what? I said, baby, I ain't really got nothing. I'm trying to build. She said, I'm going to get in there and build with you. That could be true. That could be true. All right. We got married in 2007. Do you know what I was doing in 2007? Nothing. We had four, we had four stations in 2005. Four. We built this. That's true. All right. That could be set. That definitely could be true. All of us. All of who? All of who? That's what I want to know. All of who? Now, in between having nothing and building, I'm, I'm wondering why she stayed around with you. Could it be because you were Steve Harvey, right? You were perceived to have something. And uh, Hollywood celebrities don't all have what you believe that they have. So, Maybe she perceived that if she uses, listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to work this shit out. You were a king. You were a king. You were King Ahab. Now your, your kingdom was crumbling. The Jezebel in the story comes in and sees that you still are a useful king. She could still use you because you're a king. In fact, you were a king. You were a king of comedy, right? So just because you had nothing doesn't mean you weren't without value. And so you still have value. Then she could be able to use that, right? So let's continue here. I'm just, just trying to fill in the gaps. Built this. We had four stations. We turned this into something. I, who is we? <laughs> we? We? Who is we? That's what I would want to know. Is it Marjorie or was it the people you work with? I don't know who's the insinuating we. Um, I think he's trying to say she was a part of the building. I don't know. I don't know. Did she did she uh, set up the mics? Did she get the branding deals? You know, you, you'd have to clear that up. I just don't see it. Uh, but uh, let's continue. But that woman got down in that foxhole with me and turned this into something. In 2007, we got married. In 2008, we found out that somebody had stolen seven years of my tax returns. I ain't going to mention no names. And we owed the government $22 million and we in debt. All right. So that that could be a truth. And what he's trying to lay out is that 
this woman wasn't with him for the money, right? And that's what a lot of people were putting on her, that she's a gold digger, right? He's trying to knock that down by saying this is not true. In fact, this is my financial situation. So um, it's sad that people got to put their financial situation out there like that. But it is a lesson to a lot of men that, you know, good finances is worth being uh, recognized in status. All right. Having your money in line and being moving in silence and violence is actually helpful for you if you want to avoid the bullshit. But in the relationship to women, status is everything. So, you know, she walked into a buzzsaw. She probably didn't anticipate a potential $22 million IRS bill and you being down bad, but she could still use you for value and status. You were still invited to parties and shit like this. You were still valuable. You were still getting acting roles and building your business. So, you know, uh, women, you don't have to have everything set up. She knew that there was going to be a turnaround. And she, like most women say, hey, I'll, I'll make you a millionaire if you listen to me. I'll make you rich. We'll, we'll make a lot of money. All I'm going to do is provide the motivation. I mean, you're pretty much almost halfway there. Let's continue. But then guess what? She stayed with me in that. Then guess what? In 2009, I got Family Feud. In 2009, the book came out. In 2012, the talk show came out. I'm telling you, this woman got in the hole and built this with me. Okay, I mean, there you go right there. So her investment paid off. <laughs> so listen, if we're just using his mindset and we're trying to protect him, she invested and she made a good deal and she won. Now she's reaping the benefits of that. Now, as I don't know how much she helped you get there. That, that's what we're trying to question. He's trying to say she was the source of us getting all of these things. I don't know that to be true. People are saying that that's not true. That she was there spending the money as fast as it came in, forcing you to work overtime at age 60. Now you're working triple, double duty, four times, four shows. I don't know how you do it, so Steve. I do admire your hustle. But now you're working double, triple time. Not only that, you were a stepdad to a woman, to, to the woman's kids. Not only were you the stepdad, you were the sole, survive, sole, sole provider for all of her stepchildren from two marriages. Don't tell me this is not about money. Because she wouldn't have been with CGA like this. But, you know, let's continue with what he got to say here. She didn't steal nothing. And I'm tired of y'all talking about my girl. Because my girl is one of the best women I've ever met. All right. Um, that's going to be. That might be a lie. And why you black ass people out there got these blogs like you just going to destroy somebody? I don't really know what that's about. That's a lie. You do know what it's about. You in entertainment. You know what it is. You know what time it is. And I'm having to cope with this myself because I'm the best entertainment on YouTube. Sometimes when you put yourself out there, you people want to dig into your life. So, you know, it's a. I don't understand it either, Steve, but you got to accept it. I don't know. Here we go. But don't worry about it because it ain't working. That's a lie. Okay, we got a lot of lies in here. It is working. It is working. I mean, we have evidence that it indeed is working. All right. And this is evidence right here. You're, you're addressing it. Let's continue. Because all we are now, we are a tighter two-handed circle. That might be a lie. Now, that could be true. That could be true. 
We don't know any details. There's rumors all over the place. That might be a lie, though. I think you're trying to do everything to hold on. All I can try to do is hold on. <laughs> right? Uh, but but it is true that when people get in between people's relationships, it does push the other person closer to, to the person, right? Because, listen, let's just say people try to interfere in a relationship. And you value the relationship. Are you going to listen to everybody else and lose the relationship? No, you're probably going to press up closer to that person because at the end of the day, you can't let everybody be right. You got to go and say, baby, I believe in you. You'd be like, baby, come to me. This happens with teenage girls. This happens with simp teenage boys. And your girlfriend, a hoe, a skeezer. This happening with Logan Paul. Logan Paul has said this much about his fiance. He says publicly, hey, all of this stuff actually made us closer. So this is common. You, you got a daughter, you got a niece, a sister, you got a, a young girl who's smitten on a guy, and you're like, man, that dude ain't shit. More than likely, it's going to push her closer to that person because they're going to go and run and tell. You know, they talking bad about you. And that's how, that's how they're going to get closer. So that could be true and false at the same time. Let's continue. Thank you for doing that. Well, that tells me that there was problems too. So thank you for doing that. It made us closer. It made us tighter. There was a fracture and we needed that. We needed that to push us closer or we needed this to actually address the actual issues. Now that we address the issues that made us closer because we put all the bullshit out on the table and every relationship in marriage this long has bullshit, all of them. So now that we can address these things, now that we can get the issues solved, we're closer. So there's truth in that. Let's continue. And you're not going to split us up. That's false. That, that might be false. I think he's using this as a, what do you call it? He's trying to manifest this. He's using this as... His daily uh, affirmations. This sounds like an affirmation. You're affirming this, and then thus you're going to manifest it. Let's continue. And we're not going nowhere. And That's false. She is none of what you said she is. False. She is. And she the best chick I know. False. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, there's some truth in there. These are affirmations, all right? Uh, you do need to use daily affirmations to make and attract, you know what I mean, uh, you know, the laws of attraction, and then thus to throw off the scent. It is what it is. It's a lot of copium and, and affirmations in here, but let's continue. Now, I'm defending her. Time. That the was woman- true. You were defending her, and uh, shout out to you for doing so, but listen, yeah, the first stage is denial. First stage is denial. You know what I mean? It is what it is. All right, listen. I don't know this to be true. This is just my assessment. I might be completely wrong. I'm just letting you know. Not my girl. He said, not my girl, CGA. Let's get to these super chats. <laughs> oh, man. What? That was fun. That was fun. But I wish them the best. Simply the best. I think he was full of it just a little bit. And he's an actor, you got to remember. All right, what are we doing here? We got shot X. I got you. John Doe says love Dorsey spits facts. 
Most women with RP talking points just repeat KS. She is one of the few with original content. Shout out to her. All right. JJ Frost says, my exes always told me it's not what I said, but how I said it. He says, now I know these are all excuses to keep behaving badly. Lower mentality for real. Yep. If you're dealing with that, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. And uh, all of us have been gaslit and manipulated by doing this. And also, also, we have to understand we're two different people. Women don't hear anything until they're being threatened, right? Or they're threatened. Their security is at stake, right? We see them. They're completely oblivious to just about anything until they feel like they're being threatened. Then they start it. They get tunnel vision. Some paralyze in fear. Some react and scream. Some fight. Some, you know, fight or flight for women is very, very big. There's actually a great, um, there's actually a good thing that I watch on Instagram. There's a guy in, I think, um, it's somewhere in Africa. Sorry if I can't remember the name. It begins with an N. All right, and what he does is it's an African guy. His, his Instagram is simply him walking up to people in line, and he walks next to them with his phone, and he puts his arm around them. Now, I would not try this in America, all right? Is, so what he's doing, he, he does this, and he walks up next to them, and he simply just puts their arm around them, and then people look, they're recorded, they'll look at him, they'll respond crazy. All right, Some, and pe- nobody, no one says anything. Nobody says, what are you doing? Nobody knocks the phone out of his hand. They just simply, and then he walks to the next person. He does this. Now, what you'll see is that women's fight or flight is activated. Yeah, Rex Pop, is it him? Rex Poppy. Let me see if I can pull it up and give you an example. All right. Uh, Fight or flight is real in women. And uh, you'll see men, not it doesn't initiate. But with women, they'll go through a whole series of mental. <laughs> it's like a real, like, rare. All right. So when they're in fear, is that the guy? No, that's not the guy. That's not the guy. That's another guy. Let me see if I can pull it up just so you can see what I'm talking about. So, but, but when they feel threatened, then they stop listening to you. That's the point of it. They ain't listening to you no more. All right, they are now in tuned with their feelings. So you start yelling, they start fight or flight. Let me see if I can pull it up. All right, I'm not going to be able to pull it up. Somebody got another name for me? It's something like, I can't remember his name. Let me see here. Uh, no, 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 no. All right, so anyway. So we have to understand that as men. When we communicate, they don't listen to what we say. They listen to how we say it. Now, this does give them an out. It gives them a great out to not acknowledge what you said. But then they also want us to listen to what they say. All right, which does cause the conflict. But at the same time, what they say to us actually is um, going to, because another another thing, all right, um, what, another thing about it is, oh, okay, somebody said, risk. another thing about it is that women don't, and I heard a woman told me this one time. A woman was telling us, women don't process what they're going to say before they say it. Men process what they say before we say it because we have to have evidence and it has to make sense. Women are, don't think about what they're going to say until they start talking. So that's why it sounds like they're all over the place. They might think about it a little bit, 
but they don't think about what they're going to exactly say. They're just going to say how I feel, and you're going to hear how they feel. This is going to cause conflict, so she's probably going to say something that makes her appear unappreciative. When she does that, it's going to strip everything, your importance, your ego, and so forth. This is why we can't, this is why we have complete conflict. All right. This is why we have complete conflict. All right. This is why we fail at communicating together. Let me see if that was the one. That's the one. All right. So let me see if I can pull up a video here of the guy. Thank you for sharing his Instagram. Here it is right here. So this is the guy that walks up. So there he is walking up to a guy. You see the dudes. The dudes will be kind of laugh or smirk. They won't feel threatened. All right, let me see what happens here. And they'll just shake it off, right? Now, let's see if he walks up to a woman. You see that? Fight or flight. And she doesn't want to be recorded. There's a lot going on. So there's a, there it is right there. And it's the reaction. All right, so he's picking and choosing. It's quite comedy. There's a woman. You see that? Fight or flight. Security risk, gone, all right? And it has to do also, they don't want to be on the camera, all right? They weren't prepared to be on the camera. Let's see if it's a guy, gone. You see that? Fight or flight, like cats. They're like cats. All right, uh, here it is right here. Let's see if we can get a guy. There's another woman. Let's see, gone, all right? Look, you see how she's looking? So the guys who smile, laugh, they brushed it off, all right? The girl, what? or they ran. You see how she's still looking him up and down. Let's see what a guy does. Oh, here's a woman. Let's see what she does. See that? <laughs> Attitude, demeanor. Don't do this in America, please. Yep, see, he went, okay, let me see. Look, <laughs> all right. You see how she's looking? She's like, that's a threat. Let's see if he does a guy. Let's see a guy. Watch this. Okay, the guy. You see that? You see the guy's response? You see the men's response? It was like, oh, 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 ninja, oh, you got me, oh, ninja. The women were like, oh, or they ran, skedaddle, ran, what, oh, danger, threat. You see this? You see the guy smiling, sniggling. All right, let's see, what, let's see what we got. Let's see what this guy does. <laughs> he didn't give him no energy, all right, no energy. All right, so it's, it's uh, what you have to understand. It's, this is the same as, it's not what you say, it's how you said it. All right, there you go. You see this? He walks into that guy. He sniggles. Okay, you got me, Ninja. You got me. All right, a woman. She kind of smiled and laughed. I can't tell. She gave a little attitude. Let's see this one right here. Okay, look. See that? See that? Ninja, you touching me? Oh, what the hell? Okay, uh, what the hell? Call the police. What does this woman do? <laughs> Gone. Skedaddle. She out. She like, nope. <laughs> Look, oh, she gave him a mean look on the way back. All right, let's see this. See that? Ninja, please, look how they look, man. They, see, they just different, man. They different. They react differently to the same stimulus. Let's see what this ninja do. All right, he's like, don't put me on camera. Okay, he didn't give him nothing good there. All right, look. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. See, look, it's, you know, life is serious and life is not that serious at the same time. All right, but just human behavior, man. We're just interesting. I don't know where that is. All right, so, and he didn't really do anything, right? I mean, he did, in America, you could get a charge for this. Let's get to these super chats. All right, uh, let me see here. JC says, I had a chick who was mad feminine around me 
let me clap regularly, but when we hung out, she would pull chicks like a dude without fail. He says she was a full lesbian now. She's a full lesbian. Shout out to you. Yeah. Um, there you go right there. There you go right there. A lot of women are bisexual. It's Nairobi. Thank you. I could not think of the name. Nairobi. All right, Brown through an O. Shout out to you. It wasn't Nigeria. All right, Brown through an O. Shout out to you. Superman says the Simp Harvey Morning Show. Shaking my head. Twin A, the biggest trick the devil ever pulled, was convincing Simp Harvey she was a good woman. All right. All right, shout out to you on that one. Jarius W says he knew Marjorie when they were younger. It didn't work out. He got back with her after the divorce. He talked about this on the Shannon Sharp podcast. So my question is, was she always in the picture? That's what you have to understand that like, you know, a person when you were younger and if you're married once or twice, the woman's still around. All right, Bob says, even when XXs tell you the truth about others, you wonder if she wants to help you or sabotage you. All right, there you go. You got to think twice. I was like, Emilio says, survey says, false. Twin A, thanks for recommending Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill on last night's stream. Right after your show ended, I went and found the audio on YouTube. Tons of blue chips in there. Thanks, coach. Shout out to you. All right, that's one piece of homework that I like to give men just to be like, you know, um, men have wrestled with this. You will find that many things that we deal with in our modern world with women, there's nothing new under the sun. We actually have been dealing with this for a long time, right? If you look at some of the things that Socrates and Plato wrote about, Sir Isaac Newton, all right, your boy Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein, the Bible, the African Scrolls, the Dead Sea Scrolls. They all dealt with the same bullshit (laughs) that we dealing with today. Only now it seems more chaotic. All right. Shout out to Johnny Law says that video will cost Steve in the divorce. Oh, you're actually right on that. You're actually right because you're OG with the good woman. I'm double. <laughs> Proverbs. There's a funny video about Proverbs that um, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get it into the show. But there's a woman reading the book, a Bible on Instagram. Of course, she had to make a video about it, about being a Proverbs 31 woman. And a lot of it was calling her out on her not so good behavior. However, the women in the comment section came in and then they cleaned it up as to why they don't have to behave that way. Yeah, you knew it. Jamal says Marjorie, Marjorie divorced one cousin while the other one was in jail. When the first one went back due to Obama's uh, pardon, she went back to him allegedly. Give her the buzzer. She's a freak. 304. And you can, you can tell she's been out there. You could tell. Uh, any woman that has been around drug dealers, I'm going to tell you right now, Ninja, be safe from them. They know stuff. They have street knowledge and survival instincts and skills that you do not. 
if they dated, and, and I'm going to tell you, they've actually pushed weight. They actually uh, went interstate with drugs in their tire. They snuck drugs on airplane between their titties. I'm just letting you know. They pushed drugs or money up they, anyway, up they peace leave. They negotiated, manipulated. They got the, man, please. If a woman told me she around a drug dealer, she watched dr- him sell drugs from the, w- from the crack house. She kept weight on her. She rubbed elbows with the cartel. Right? Oh, man, please. I wouldn't trust a chick that dated a drug dealer uh, to save my life. Crazy. It's crazy, crazy. Anyway. Oh, by the way, if you want proof of this, remember that lady that got shot in 2021? What was that lady that got shot in 2020? Yeah, up the Duke shoot, too. Um, She flushed crack down a toilet. Remember that one woman, uh, Brianna Taylor? Same thing. Mm. Brianna Taylor is a prime example. Like she rented cars and then just got dead bodies in cars under her rental name. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's, it's what it is. But then the other ninja who wasn't a drug dealer, who had a licensed firearm shooting out with the police all of a sudden. Now he ain't no, as far as we knew, he wasn't a drug dealer. He was a good guy. He had a registered firearm license. He had a license to register. He had his concealed carry license. All he went over there was for some peace leave, and he got it on a shootout, <laughs> right? <laughs> Using her as a human shield. Skitty pop pop, trying to get some peace leave. He caught bodies, and he's sitting over there. He's sitting over there, and she, she with a drug dealer. Remember, she had packages into her crib. Crazy shit. Stop dating drug dealers. All right, where we at here? Stop dating women who dated drug dealers. Stop. Uh, where we at here? Uh, shout out to Percy says, my wife admitted having a crush on Joan Jett and Joe from the Facts of Life. He says, them bull daggers can pull most women. They do. They can. Shout out to the, um, shout out to them. And anybody who doesn't understand this, you ain't been around. I seen them pull bad chicks. Matter of fact, matter of fact, yeah, man. I mean, some of the baddest chicks I've seen have been, have been, have been uh, bisexual. Bye. You were like, damn, <laughs> right? You like, holy moly. Anyway. Uh, what do we got here? Eugene Morgan, he says, Coach, my Juco put a bag over my head because I was too ugly, too fugly to be in her TikTok. I told her that bad was too damn hot. It was mad hot and you couldn't breathe. Shout out to you. I remember that video. All right. And I think we got everybody. All right. I think we got everybody. So that means, oh, no, Blue Baggins says, I don't know why you ninjas can't see Marjorie is the real MVP. She the real MVP. Oh, she probably got connects too. And if you don't think so, and this is why it's dangerous for anybody talking reckless about Marjorie. You got to remember. Marjorie certainly probably was behind Steve's ascension because Marjorie ex-husband got pardoned by Barack Obama. Now I'm going to tell you what, if that ain't connects, I don't know what is. 
if that ain't a person that knows how to make connects, meaning that, you know, when, when the two ninjas went down in the jail, she probably kept her connects. You know what I mean? And so her ex-husbands get pardoned by Barack Obama. That's connects. So let's just put some shit into perspective here. She might certainly be the catalyst behind his success. And I'm going to tell you what, there's more people like that. And you will wonder, why is that man with that woman? Why is that man with that woman? Well, she's part of his success for sure. She's part of his success. Meaning that like, like there's something that she does behind the scenes that you don't see. And you're like, why is he staying with her? Why did he pick her? He could have picked somebody different. But yeah, somebody said, wait, what? You don't know about that. Her first husband got a big drug uh, uh, sentence for doing drugs. Part of Obama's pardon on the last day he was in office before he handed it over to Trump was he pardoned Marjorie's ex-husband. And that's a fact. And people have said, people have said that she was part of the drug operation. This is not what I said. This is, this is all over the internet. So a girlfriend of a drug dealer, a wife of a drug dealer, she ain't just sitting off on the side sitting, spending money. She's part of it. She knows the connects. She knows the info. She got the intel. She knows the drop. She knows way too much. So just to believe that she was some wife that didn't know anything while these two, two of her ex-husbands doing drugs, selling drugs, she part of the operation. That's why she's valuable to those men. She was at one point. But uh, anyway, if you're trying to put things together, this is probably what you know. So when he says we built this, Marjorie's part and partial of the presentation of Steve Harvey. Meaning that she probably was in the room when deals was being brokered. She probably showed up and crossed her legs and wore a pencil skirt and had her titties out in her blouse. Who knows? She probably was the one saying, you need to do this and you need to do that. You need to ask him for this and ask him. There's women like this. There's women that behind the scenes, they're saying, hey, you got the talent. I got the know-how. You got the name. I got the know-how. This is a blue chip. Listen up. Right? Listen up. There's a phrase on I Love Lucy. Great episode. You got the know-how. I got the name. Right? Meaning that, hey, I'm the famous person. I got the talent. But you, you know how to make this work. You got the accounting. You got the skill. Or you got the talent. I got the name. Steve Harvey's the name. Lori Harvey, or what's her name? Marjorie Harvey got maybe the know-how. She know how to make things work. You got the talent. All right? Or you got the name. All right? That's all I need, a ninja with the name. We can make that shit work. All right? And she can go in there and get the, make the call. Hey, it's Marjorie. She show up with them light eyes and light skin. Everybody melts. Steve Harvey gets in the door. But anyway, never un- a lot of us underestimate or belittle women like they're not, un- not they're, like they're not capable. But I'm going to give you two presidents, maybe three, that the woman was behind the entire thing. Can you name the two presidents in recent history where the women were just as valuable, if not behind the scenes, had more access than the actual president? There's probably three or four I can name. And the fact is, those women will never be president, but they had to get this guy and push his ass up to be the puppet. There's probably five of them I can name. But there's yep, JFK with Jacqueline Kennedy. She was connected. Jacqueline Kennedy came from, came from Blue Chip. Bill Clinton with Hillary. 
uh, Nancy Reagan with Ronald, Barbara Bush with George. The, the women behind those men were just as big and better than, than the guy. If you want to say Michelle with Barack. But the, re- the reality is because they're women, they couldn't be the president themselves. That's what made Hillary different from the rest of them. Those women couldn't be president. Uh, Roosevelt, Roosevelt, um, Eleanor Roosevelt was the president at one point. In fact, the guy that replaced um, Harry Truman, I believe, replaced Roosevelt. There was a gap in between when Truman was notified that Roosevelt died. Eleanor Roosevelt was running it from the be- deathbed, from, from, from his deathbed. Eleanor Roosevelt was running the show. All right, so we got to stop with this. Women are incapable. They goop. Now, they certainly goofy. They certainly have some goof stuff about them. But they be pulling the strings. In fact, Nancy Reagan was Ronald Reagan's second wife. Nancy Reagan was connected. Her family was connected. Ronald Reagan came through, and she was like, you got the name. If you use my connects, you'll be great. Okay. Mm. So we got to understand JFK, uh, um, 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 what's her name? Jacqueline Kennedy was connected. She came from a connected family. But they don't stop thinking that, they, that, that, that they, they're just incapable. All right. What they're mostly incapable is, and again, this is a feminist talking point that sometimes we will we'll agree with them. They just didn't have the opportunity to be. And this is certainly true. They could never be president. Barbara Bush was never going to be president. Uh, Nancy Reagan, Jacqueline Kennedy, they was never going to be president. But they had the family and background, and they had the, the name Ninja. All right, we're going to push you up. You stand up there. All right, and they put the Jill Biden. Jill Biden. Jill Biden. Are you serious? Jill Biden's more of the president than, than Joe is. Jill Biden's got more of, uh, of the president than Joe does. I mean, we can actually acknowledge that as the actual truth. There's no way in the world, fam. What? Yep. Nancy Reagan's family, the Davis family, which is one of the four families of California, if you will, if you know, if you know, her family was big in Cali. Got that ninja to the damn governor of California. He was just an actor. He was just an actor. Second wife, Nancy, pushed them up there. Boop. It's crazy. Uh, but anyway. He says, yeah, Jill Biden, Jill Biden is definitely more of the president than Joe. In fact, they needed, they needed Jill to drag Joe's ass to everything he went to. Hillary Clinton, yep, everybody knew Hillary Clinton was pulling them strings. Pulling them strings, but yo, it's bigger than this. New, 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 new world order. So with, when it comes to Marjorie, yeah, she was probably big behind the scenes. All right, she's probably bigger than we know behind the scenes. He can't say it. He can't say how big of a role she played in his ascent and recovery to it because then, I don't know. (laughs) She definitely can't tell no jokes. She's definitely not funny or entertaining. So what is she going to do? Shout out to uh, Dele says, Coach, also tell brothers don't date or take a girl seriously that dated pookies or thugs in the past, which that's all of them. And he says, uh, or any one of them that got pookie babies or baby daddies in jail, stay away from those girls or just smash and keep it moving and make sure you pull out. 
All right, let me check the Cash App as the last source, and then we're going to keep it moving. Where we at? Cortez says, uh, this ish is uncut cocaine. Thank you, man, and bless you. And thank you. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. She definitely played the long game, and she won. And remember, every woman that gets with you is looking at you as what they're giving to you as an investment, and they're waiting for the return, right? They're waiting for the return of investment. If they don't see a return of investment, they will disassociate and try to find a new partner. We don't hate them for this. We just understand it. Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Peace.